are Squawking Dead. And welcome back to another Talking Dead takeover by Squawking Dead. Uh, I'm your host, David Cameo, and I am joined by Meg the Geek. Say hello, Meg the Geek. <laughs> Do a dance. Oh, she's frozen. She's speechless. <laughs> I love technical difficulties, don't you? I think she'll be back at some point. Um, in the meantime, uh, quite a look she's frozen up on. Uh, I wanted to say hello, welcome, thank you for joining me on this lovely evening. Uh, I think we have a very emotional episode to kind of cover right now. And thank you, Celtic TSO Tom O'Mara, for, uh, for, for uh, noticing that we're actually right on time. Uh, I appreciate that very much. Um, in the meantime, as soon as the broadcast ends, I will be uploading the web page for our new giveaway, uh, The Road to Thousands. Basically, uh, if I can sum this up before Meg comes on, um, the giveaway involves this. We're giving away one Cameo.com shout-out. Now, the whole reason behind The Road to Thousands is all about, um, basically, every time our, one of our subscriptions or likes or follows um, hits a 1,000, um, we open up another winner slot. So if, let's say, our, our YouTube subscriptions reaches a 1,000 um, subscriptions, we open up another winner slot. There are two winners. Um, Facebook hits a 1,000. We open up a third slot, and so on and so forth. So go forth after this broadcast and uh, head to squawkingdead.com. The page will be ready at the end of this broadcast. Tom, how do you feel about uh, Meg the Geek suddenly uh, <laughs> getting chucked out of the, the conversation? <laughs> Let me know. Thanks. Um, I want to alert you guys to Rachel's charity for a second. This will give me some time for, uh, for Meg the Geek to actually come back on. So Rachel, Cosmomom09, you may know her on Instagram as that. Hey, Meg. <laughs> I am so sorry. I have no clue what happened. Did you kick over the, the stand that you had yourself? <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Like the very thing I warned you about. Oh no, my kidding. God. You know, just before this popped on. Um, oh my god, wait, okay, hang on, close out of this. By the way, I, I went through the whole giveaway uh, in the time that it took you to come back, but I also wanted to talk about um, Rachel's charity. She is still doing the charity for St. Jude's. She's been doing it for a couple months, and um, it basically, she's trying to reach $1,000 uh, for St. Jude's Hospital. It's a very, it's one, probably one of the best charities in terms of uh, um, uh, treating individuals, um, helping cover wages, um, making children and parents comfortable at facilities uh, and basically trying to do the best care while giving I mean giving the best medical care but also giving the best people care uh, what she's trying to do is is and she's gonna probably do it anyway but she will be shaving her head once she reads a thousand dollars for her charity so head over to either youtube.com um, slash squawking dead uh, I mean if you're watching this on YouTube it's in the description if you're watching this on Facebook and it's, it's in the description go to cosmomom09 on Instagram that's her account the link is in her bio um, I don't think it's in her Twitter account but that is uh, cosmomommy09 on Twitter um, and just harass her tell her to put it in the in the description as her website but either way please donate uh, she's I think she's less than $200 away from reaching her goal um, I think we're really proud of what she's been able to do in a, you know, in a relatively short period of time, you know, a couple, like three, three or four months, I think. So, um, head over there and, uh, make some magic happen. Welcome back, Meg. What happened? <laughs> I have no clue, dude. Just before this all happened, an update thing came up and it's like, do you want to turn on automatic updates? Is that from Zoom I, or? I just said in general, I click no. Next thing you know, you we are walking dead. <laughs> 
I'm like, fuck. Um, yeah, Tom says he'll donate Madison's head to a donator in terms of just to for for uh, for Rachel's uh, charity. We need money. We need the cold money. Oh, are you saying yeah. like if if people win, if people if we go over a thousand on Rachel's charity, uh, Tom will donate Madison's head, the one he yeah, popped I'll probably off. Probably put it on a pike. If you don't know what we're talking about, check out our Instagram stories. Uh, he basically posts a video with Meg the Geek. By the way, the meeting of the minds finally happened. How did I'm th- actually going to put my side of the story in that before I actually post it on my Instagram. <laughs> okay. So that's why I haven't posted it yet because I need to say my piece. You're going to do a little production. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's what I do. So. Yeah. Well, I admire that. Um, which kind of is a great segue to uh, I kind of want to give you the floor for a little while because you've had a really long week to, to the point where you weren't able to make last broadcast. I am so upset. Oh, um, don't be. You're okay. I, I did have some stuff going on, but in, apart from just just life in general and just the chaos of it i was also prepping to go to monster mania in cherry hill right they had robert england clive barker uh, ryan hearst stephen young which the reason why ryan hearst had to cancel for walker stalker new jersey is because he was at monster mania so i finally got to meet him he signed my him and him and stephen young signed my poster and i got a photo op with both of them all right the uh whisperer pose with ryan so we were both you know finger to the mouth exactly um, and then Steven Yan, I made him do a prom pose. Oh, that's cute. I kind of want to use it as my Christmas card. <laughs> I love it so much. Which is kind of great because I just saw the Twilight Zone episode with him. Um, and it was around Christmas. That was like the whole theme of that episode. Oh, perfect. It was so great. So great. So great. I can't So even when you it. get a letter in the mail and it's a picture of Steven and I, there you go. <sighs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, I def- you know, if I, yeah, if you, when you, if and when you do, yeah, I'll definitely post that. <laughs> Okay. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Merry uh, Christmas from Meg and Steven. Yeah. Yeah, but you you had a you had a rough week. I mean, even even like on the personal front, you 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 had a, a couple of Yeah. So that was um the day well, without really getting too much detail, I um I had a friend pass away last week, so the wake was the day after you guys were doing the podcast and I was trying to, I had to clean my house. I had to pack, I had to get an outfit together. Um, I had to figure out everything I needed to bring for the convention. Cause Dave, you know what, you know, prepping for a convention is like, it's, yeah. you can't, it's not like you just throw shit in a backpack and you're done. You have to figure out what you're going to get signed, whose table you're going to go to. So you had to like all that prep work schedule and then, plan of attack. Yep. Plan of attack. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm actually going to do a video about this, like convention prep um like in tidbits so mm. you just you can't go in there blind otherwise you're gonna be screwed i make it so they have like fallback plans so yeah, I'll, like, like if it guess cancels yeah if it guess cancels or if something happens because like i guess on our front it's more like you plan well i don't know like a squawking dead thing is really like you plan on doing a couple things because you really can't expect to do many things because mm. part of you wants to be able to interact with the crowd uh, and the fans and meeting up with people you've been interacting on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter with for like ever. And so it's kind of like, I can't expect to be the same as every other fan only because right. it's kind of like, you're not really there to to do what other people do. You're there to kind of like kind of like bother people as they're doing other things. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to have like a sense of professionalism when you're doing it from a podcast standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's like, how I, that's how I am because like, like with the whole Meg the geek thing, that's just my alter ego. So I actually like had a couple of people come up to me. They're like, are you Meg the geek? I'm like, yeah, it's me. Dang. So, um, so, you know, I want to go in there and be like, Oh my God, I love you so much. But then you're like, Oh, okay. This is kind of my brand. I kind of have to, 
be respectful. Yeah, not only be respectful, but be like present and you know have the conversations that you need to have. And then you miss yeah. that photo op, or, or you're late to it, or something. Yeah. Well, I, actually, <laughs> I was the one that was late to my photo op. It was it was other other people. Who's yeah. that? Stephen Young? What? Yeah. Um, you can you whole, can <laughs> yeah. call him out and no, still I, love him. I love Monster Mania, but this was just messed up. Um, they had okay. So first off, Stephen could only come Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. and I met everyone I wanted to meet on Friday. So I was only coming Saturday for my Ryan photo op to meet Stephen, and then my Stephen photo op. Right. Well, I got there at probably like eleven because my photo my first one was at twelve. Mm-hmm. So I get the photo op, no problem. Find out Steven's not getting there till three. So I was like, all right, whatever. I shopped, ran into Tom, right. ran into uh, some of my you know, a couple of my favorite cosplayers. So we were chatting for a while. Um then Tom read Madison's head off. So um <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> so I was fully ready to go three, and then they're like, Okay, no, the fo- he's just gonna go straight to his photo op at five and then go sign autographs after. I was like, What am I gonna do for three hours or two hours at this point? So I hung out on the couch. Get to the photo op at four thirty five. They say come back at four forty five. I get at four forty five. Apparently James Hong, he was doing a photo op in costume. Oh, wow. And he had trouble getting the costume on. You know, he's like oh. ninety, so uh that delayed it so then steven's photoshop photo op got pushed back and then robert england's photoshop was uh photo 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 op not photoshop photo op shop yeah (laughs) yes was right after steven so the hallway you could not breathe they threw us they made us wait in that crowded hallway for like 15 minutes (laughs) then put us outside in the 90 something degree heat in the sun for like 15 or so minutes oh, man. then they brought us in the photo op room which for like another half hour none of us could breathe i almost passed out and then we finally got our photo ops oh man i mean at least you got them right do you think were people like turned away or was it did they close up shop early did they did they at least uh, um stick around until the time that they were originally allotted i mean i'm just curious about that um well i don't even know what time james hong's photoshop wound up a photo here photo op jesus i think james uh, hong op. knows photoshop by now okay he probably <laughs> just because you um, said it really i know i said it so many times <laughs> i don't know what time his wound up being but i know i got my photo op about an hour after it was supposed to be mm. so steven i then used my jump the line pass for steven uh-huh. so i got to wait only for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. but i know steven stayed late to sign autographs for everybody who waited all day for him mm. That's but so crazy. He, how, he like, rushed everyone, though. Oh, okay. So yeah. I can I can probably already tell some of the complaints that people had. Like, oh, but yeah, yeah he rushed me off to make time for me. But oh yeah. man, so I was disappointed in that. And then Ryan found out Ryan had to leave at eleven thirty today because uh, apparently AMC called him for more reshoots. Ooh, never a bad thing for the long run, but in the short run, <laughs> right? Which is why I'm didn't gl- I'm glad I didn't go today. Oh boy. So I got so, home probably like 10 o'clock last night. Was there any, like, I will say, like, do you know for sure or if what the speculation was about um, why he was late? Rumor has it. Uh, it's just his flight just got in late. Oh, I think he flew into Philly because Philly's like hop, skip, and a jump from Cherry Hill. Right. Yeah. It's really close. So that just, I know it just, if it bothered me, it bothered a bunch of people, especially yeah. because, you know, I get it. It's summer. It's hot. We're all hot and sweaty. But then to throw us outside like that. Yeah. And there were some people that couldn't really walk. So it was. Ooh. Yeah. Some people were complaining, you know, like their backs, their legs. So we were all sweaty for our photo op. So all the girls oh, were man. like holding their phones like in selfie mode to like we're all checking our hair, wiping <sighs> the sweat off of us. It was bad. Yikes. Yikes. Bad yeah. all around. I can only imagine how, how Steven like must have felt like putting people in this position. Like, I mean, it's not his fault. 
too to boot right if it was his fault he went up to it you know give everybody his time but I, yeah right wow i can't even, even though he he rushed people he was still very sweet yeah yeah that's like good. even in the photo op you know how normally you're like okay next click next click mm-hmm. he was like oh hey nice to meet you thank you so much for, you know for coming out yeah. so that was nice but i mean i really would have rather to have like just a two-minute conversation with him right right he's not know. even five i'll take two yeah, you know? I'll, t- I'll take two let's let's meet in the yeah. middle here <laughs> i wasn't even done like shaking his hand and the handlers were like pulling the poster out of the area so he can get ready to sign his next one. Oh my so, gosh yeah but i'm still gonna go back to monster mania i already got booked my hotel for march mm, all right you should come i really think you'd like it i really think i should be coming to more cons in, in general i agree i'm going i'm within 2019 i'm going to like 10 so i really think you should just come. <laughs> oh man Yes, uh, I, I'm kind of like. I mean, speaking about that, like uh, all the news about Walker Stalker Atlanta, like the Scream Crew coming. Oh um, my God! Can we talk about yes, those announcements? That's exactly why I started because I think you should. I think you should lead me into this because you're more. You're I, way more into this. Like Nev Campbell coming. That's crazy. I met Nev in March because uh, I was there. I was at Monster Mania for the very first time. The girls from the craft re- reunited. Um, Nev is a total sweetheart. That's crazy. I will pay so much money to meet her again and again. I don't care how much the costs. Yeah. So it, like her, I think her profile is low enough these days. Would you agree with that? Like her profile is a little lower, low enough these days, so that you know the fandoms has condensed to like the people who really right. dig her and and she's and, doing a lot more cons too. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because I remember her being like her hitting like her height like during the scream days, mm-hmm. and like she was like you know top of the list, way Couldn't on the camera, her. red card carpet and then like she dropped off she had a life she yeah. wanted to have a family yeah i mean i'm not criticizing i'm just saying like no. just in terms of public profile like i i don't know if it was the media like just stopped caring or i don't know what it is but i think it was a, a little bit of both um because i remember when she got announced for skyscraper last year um it was very 50 50 line like well why nev and then some people are like oh my god nev i was one of the you know the latter mm-hmm. okay but then you got matthew lillard who's oh, actually yeah. did you see he's hosting the party in atlanta oh the the scream after party was it yes okay yeah i didn't hear about that but i did hear about the party but that's that's crazy like i could totally yeah. see that being like a media opportunity to kind of film like another movie right can you imagine that yep. like with a, a stab 87 yeah or like um <laughs> stab con right stab con, yes. right okay we should buy stab shirts and wear them that night yeah oh gosh we should totally do we that. should totally make them because i found them online yeah and let's not forget by the way uh speaking of stabbing through the neck uh there is the new pike photo op you know sans yes, that lineup oh my god right sans angus samson and i think who's the the one other person that's not on there oh um oh brett butler, butler. Brett butler right yeah it's just Which those i don't two, think right? they're gonna get her i think they could I don't. I can't see a world in which they wouldn't, because she seems okay. She's okay. I'm gonna. This, oh wait, who was the other kid? Um, I totally cut you off there. Oh, Not Gage. Addie, but the. Or sorry, Rodney. Rodney. I don't think he was announced, was he? I, I don't even think he's in the country. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure he's. Or I'm gonna try country. to look it up. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he's the only because I know they were missing three. Yeah, that the, that's the one. But yeah, and Thomas just chimed in too. <laughs> is wait was it ask him if it, that was a oh rodney yeah it's definitely rodney it Who, was right okay so I was we right. don't know why though that's the thing 
I don't know. And they're having more announcements this week, too. Oh, yeah. I can totally see that. I can totally see that. Because I I know that they have enough to have a con. um, But I think it's kind of cool that they're slowly going to be streaming and packing in, like, some surprise guests and stuff like that. I think they're trying to do the best that they can. And I think they have enough to kind of go with, I think. Mm -hmm. Don't you? I mean, I would love to see Jason again. um, Because we we hung out a lot at Walker Star. Uh, So, no, that's Walker Star, the uh, Camp Merrimack Charity Bath bash like we would like eat together and whatever we just oh really we just kept hanging out and that's awesome he's just a really cool dude you know we we talked about acting and just just general things it's just kind of like a breath of fresh air to be honest well they always say you know like don't always go to conventions for the big names go for the smaller names because they're just as excited to talk to you as you are to them yeah yeah and i think they to be honest, I think it's kind of like the whole force for the trees analogy. Like when they, when you're down in the forest, you really don't get the impression of what's going on. Right. But like when they when they're able to see you, uh, when they're able to tell you how they see you from their vantage point, it gives them a bigger picture. Because like he didn't understand how um, how people were like how or why people were reacting to his character and the highwaymen in general. Just like he didn't understand the reaction. I was like. No, I don't think you understand. Like, it, it took us by surprise, too. Yeah. Like, how weirdly strange um, they were, like, the highwaymen were able to attach, uh, like, attach us emotionally, like, in, in a way. Like, and yeah, and granted, like... few episodes. Yeah. And, and granted, like, yeah, it was headed by Angus Sampson, but, like, you and he were front and center, you know? And so, you guys get the credit, you know? So... Absolutely. You know, with, like, fan favorites immediately, for some reason. For some reason. And I, I tried to explain that for him, too. And um, he's just really happy to be a part of this thing now. You know, and he keeps it real too. He's like, "Eh, what did I do? I just put on a cowboy outfit, and, and you know." But just, still, it, he provided entertainment, and that is why we love him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just does it. It doesn't hurt that the fact that he's a really cool guy. You know? Right. It, he's like a I cool mean, guy to get to know. That's gonna make it worthwhile to talk to. Yeah, and like, and you, that's what's really cool is like once you start to get to know this dude, and it's kind of like, well, I, you can't wait to see him in the next project. You know, mm-hmm. like whether he's a bad guy or a good guy. You know, right. at this point, he strikes me as like a uh, a Prince Henry. You know. Like the eighth oh. kind of character, you know, like I can okay. see him doing Henry the Eighth, like with his big ass beard and a in a Victorian era dress and garb. It's just it's it's strange. I'm imagining me. this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, okay. he's that kind of actor, too, though. It's very great to see. Like, we were in the acting class together, the uh, Anne Mahoney's acting class. So, Olivia. Oh, right. Yeah, that was fun. I hope they announce her. Oh, oh, that would be cool. I hope she's available. I would available. love to meet her. Yeah, she's sweet. She's real sweet. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned um, Camp Merrimack before. Are you going to go to the Fall Bash? Uh, the, I, that whole weekend ha- is um, is very complicated. So, just on the personal side of things, um, it's I, I've been... As a result of my last vacation, I've gotten a lot of pressure to kind of stick around a little longer because you burned up all your vacation days. So I have like, I have a lot of pressure on me to not abuse them. And so what's really, really been difficult is whether finding out whether I should or can uh, take that whole week off work from home you know what I mean or work from like uh, not home but like uh, work remotely at, at, you know during the day at some sort of hotel work or whatever. from your hotel exactly and then at night just hang out and do my thing and right with everybody I, I want to that's the only way I can conceivably see going and then you have this whole other thing with um, I mean, you know, the one that, that Rachel's going to in September. Right. As well. And like part of me also wants to go to that and meet, you know, Thorgon9 on Instagram um, before he quits social media, uh, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but like, you know, meet him, shake his hand, you know, give, us, give each other a hug because of the hat thing. It was just kind of like a bonding moment. 
Um, it was a lot of pressure at the time, but like we, we got it done and he's just been, just been very grateful. Um, and just like hang out with Rachel too. Like we haven't met yet. It just feels like we have. Um, well, you do all these shows together. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that would be nice. But like, you know, it, like wishes were horses, right? Like we'd all be eating steak is the whole line anyway, but that's, that's from Firefly. You remember Firefly? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But for the others, uh, watch the show. Watch Firefly. Short, but sweet. Um, but no, but it, you are definitely going to Walker Stalker. I'm though. going to Walker Stalker definitely. I, I haven't bought anything yet, but uh, that's just me. I just come in with the kill Keep later on. As fucking lazy as I am. Talking a big game, but you don't even have your tickets yet. I don't exactly. want to hear it. Exactly. Exactly. I'll me, be, I've had I'll my ticket bought since November. I've had my ticket since November. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, before all the shit went down, too, by the way. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Dedication, man. Yeah. I just know that they do those 50% off things every now and again. And, and now yeah. they have, like, uh, until midnight, I think they have, like, a buy one, get buy three one. free GAs. Yeah. Yeah. I should have just bought one. Just bought one. And three more for uh, the squawking dead just in case well they were having a sale um like last month for any event in 2019 this is before the whole nashville thing happened mm-hmm. that you could have gotten vip for 50 percent off Ooh, okay and yeah they did have that buy one get one or 50 yeah. percent off of vips i think they, they might do that again that. they probably as it i can totally see them doing it next month i might just do that just to get a silver yeah because you don't want to do ga yeah i know I mean, I could be okay with GA. But I I keep thinking to myself what I would do with the with a GA with a uh, VIP ticket, and like part of me is just going like I don't care. I um, just, just kind of want to hang out with the people. I mean, I can I can answer that because in Jersey I do VIP, mm-hmm. but in Atlanta I'm doing gold. Oh, okay. Well, that's mostly for the autographs and stuff like that. Yeah, but also for photo ops and such. Um, I mean, obviously I'm going to be hanging out with the people too. But and, for Jersey, I did silver just to have that little ease of mind, I guess you can say. Okay, that you'll and I bought it during the fifty percent off. Right, that you'll get to where you want to get to when it comes to panels. When it, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I think there's. I've been discovering some reasons why I would want to do that for some photo ops because I'm discovering that like, and I I think this may happen is that Karen David may actually be coming to this Walker Stalker. I heard a rumor. About she that. kind of. I think she kind of alluded to that. Yeah. Um, I don't not today, but it was a couple days ago. And like, um, who's like, who's uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but I mean, ever since her Talking Dead appearance and getting to interact with her as as little as I have, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just slowly realizing like that's somebody you want to see in person, like you Garrett Dillhunt. Hours. Oh gosh. I mean, I, I'd feel bad for her. I wouldn't want to keep her on the hook, but like, that's the thing. Like, well, I don't yeah. mean, I don't mean that way, but I mean like just the stories you could hear. Oh my God. Who knows? Like, oh, she would keep going too. Right. That's exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh my Lord. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but she's had such a presence on the show in a short time. Yeah. And think, that's why I think she's going to go. I think there are like different buckets in terms of people, people you would want to meet, but different buckets in terms of how you would react to them. Like, obviously there's like, um, uh, there's like the buckets where like you're totally intimidated by them. The second bucket was like you have to meet them because they're such an important role in the show. So these two can be mutually exclusive, but they can also be like sure. I'm, this guy I look up to. This is really crazy. You know, you're meeting your idols, and then here is like okay, necessary things to check off my bucket list. And then there's the third bucket. And the third bucket is like you genuinely want to meet them because you want to get to know them. Like right. it's like such a gradient of like yeah, I don't know if I want to meet these people because they intend to intimidate me to like. I need to meet these people because they just are just full of warmth and love. Right. And hopefully you're not an asshole. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because you know them. You see them all the time. Like, and and celebrity, I want to say, I'll say this now. I'll say celebrities talk about it all the time. They talk about how, like, um, 
they talk about how rude some people are, like how yeah. they don't understand how other people don't think that they're human beings. You know, like, oh, it's their job. You know, take an autograph, do a selfie. It's like, well, you know, like in a restaurant, there's like different venues where it's acceptable to do that, you know? Yep. And like in a restaurant is obviously the worst. But like, you know, in an airport, it's kind of a toss up if you kind of just wave high maybe and just go, can I come to you? Can I? Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and then they go, you know, like they give you like, them, right. like I don't know, face. And then you're like, okay, maybe not. No problem. Okay. I'll leave you. But at least you got the fact that, you know, you got the little wave. Um. Yeah. Well, actually, so uh, Clout Henry is uh, saying, um, how many cast members have you met? Me? Or, yeah, off the top of your head, because I... Um, are I, we talking strictly Walking Dead Universe? Let's talk Walking Dead Universe, yeah. <sighs> Play the Jeopardy music, please. Um, oh, God, just this year alone, I met Ross again. Uh, Andrea, I'm just going to say character names. Yeah. Ross, Andrea, Judith, Lydia, uh, Merle bumped into me and apologized, so that counts. <laughs> that does count. And he literally just like, boom. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. I'm really trying to think. Um, uh, Jenna Elfman, Austin Emilio, uh, Tara, Enid, both Henrys, Chan, uh, you know, Carl, uh, Pollyanna McIntosh. Who I said hi to her. I didn't get to really meet her. Mm. Uh, Jerry, Counts. the King. I know there's more. I know there's more. I know there's more. I waved to Norman. I can't. I know there's more. I can't think. That's dude. That's fine. That's why I said ballpark it because sometimes it's yeah. really and hard that's just in less spot. than a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Oh wait, 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 wait. Glenn and Beta. <laughs> that was just yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Glenn and Beta. So oh, Glenn and, Beta. and Ryan and just, just now. <laughs> yeah, just now. Um, I thought you said Ryan already. That's the thing. Okay. Whatever. I thought I did, but then I was like, wait, no, I didn't. Maybe I didn't. Um, Thomas Thomas saying a couple things. Uh, He said Karen David will not be there. Eh, I don't know. That's going to happen, I think. Um, uh, But uh, he also said Groupon has a 50% off VIP still so if so, you if you if you don't want to rely on walker stalkers emails um head over to groupon.com yeah exactly <laughs> head over to groupon.com they may have it available and they may keep doing it by the way so probably check back to groupon.com even though the but groupon wait, expires that's the one issue you have to run in with or, or you have to worry about mm-hmm. because sometimes with the groupon they won't accept that as an actual ticket Ooh, i've heard that happen in the past damn so yeah so fire beware yeah yeah i would say just wait for the official sales and you know just unsubscribe from the emails okay let's use this as a test pilot if people do use groupon.com let us know your experience obviously but then they take the email and then i mean they take your money and then you might not have a real badge yeah yeah and yeah check to see who the who the uh the offer is from too by the way um and you know we'll we'll probably hook back to that because i am curious about that um i i've actually met uh, not that many people, and there's a reason for that. I mean, I went to Walker Stalker last year, and I didn't really, I didn't really make it a point to to. I actually didn't like get any autograph, selfies, photo ops, anything like that. I think it was just over. I mean, I'm being honest here. I was really, really overwhelmed. Um, I didn't know what my purpose was. I still don't know what my purpose is when it comes to Walker Stalker. Like, even though I'm a podcaster, I mean, you and me and, and the rest of the hosts kind of discussed getting a booth. Yeah, you know, and it, it was. It's just, just so you know, it's like six hundred dollars about roughly. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those things where, like, I would have foot three hundred of that, but it, I can't. Like, expecting you guys to foot even the rest of that is just. Well, it's difficult, man. I was going to talk to you about doing one at Monster Mania because it's like three something. Mm. Okay. Well, that's a little bit more reasonable. And you and I live close enough to each other. We can make it work. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Between you, me, and... I mean, Chris would. Chris is not that far away. I mean, technically. Oh, yeah. You know, so, so he could join Oh, up. wait. I just realized. Jesus. 
Well, I've met him too. Um, um, Tom Tom Payne. Well, Mad the, Mad I, see, that's the only one I met really. There we go. Um, I knew there was a couple more out there. And then there's like Xander Berkeley. He painted me at um, Camp Merrimack Charity Bash. You know, there's Jason. Oh yeah. Pollyanna McIntosh, Cassidy McClincy. Um, I, I met a lot of people at Camp Merrimack Charity Bash, and. I kind of liked the setting a lot better because, to be honest, um, it was very, I mean, I'll say intimate, but it was open air. So it sounds kind of weird saying that. It's more down to earth based on the pictures. Whom? Camp Merrimack. Oh, it's way more down to earth. Like, like, this is free promotion, but it's not a paid advertisement because it's charity. But I would, I mean, like, compared to Walker Stalker, you have to do Walker Stalker because it's a TWD family thing, whatever. Uh, but I'd say the moniker of TWD family means so much more when it comes to Camp Merrimack Charity Bash. It's run by fans for charity. Um, and the people who are there, um, they want to be there. They know where, what they're there for. They're there for charity. I mean, you get to talk to a lot more of the, obviously, the, the minor cast, background actors, artists, and stuff like that. I mean, all the people you guys interact with on Instagram, etc., fan artists and um, cosplayers. I mean, come on. Um, that's why you're there. You're there to kind of just get together, talk in talk IRL, and then like... You know, it's almost as if like you're there to kind of get the autographs and selfies of the of your fellow fans, and and you're almost like encouraging the cast and crew to kind of say, "Hey, you can join us too," (laughs) you know? Hey, can you photobomb us? Yeah, it's kind of like there is. I mean, obviously, like Pollyanna McIntosh. Yeah, Sabrina Generino, you know, who played Tamiel uh, of the hip- Heapsters. So there's, you know, like there's like there's, there's like a curve, there's like a cutoff, I think. But some people like Cassidy McClincy is just amazing. There's oh my some, god, I love she her. Makes you feel welcome. But, but you know, like there's there is a bit of a disconnect when it comes to Polly and Macintosh. You know, she has like a she has security, which is Chris, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> at the at the time it was so funny like i, I gotta get her to lunch you know bye you know like he's a little walkie-talkie or whatever um so it's it's just kind of cool to see that but um but yeah i mean it's it's really cool it's i mean jeremy palco um who played uh, oh my god andy i was gonna say art art but he's he looks like an art doesn't he he does uh, a little bit um but yeah i've met i met a bunch of people it's just really cool to be around them and and just uh and just notice that like it's just so much more of a relaxed environment for everybody yeah. involved um I'm really going to try to get there for next year. Yeah, I think you should definitely. Like, I mean, if it comes to planning ahead, I would like prioritize that one because that's well, going to be issue big. Is the busiest event of the year at work happens the Thursday before Memorial Day? It's graduation, but I've been at, been at my job. Well, no, I yeah, I have to film a graduation every right. year. So, but I've been at my job long enough where I can be like, I could pretty much do whatever I want. So I told my boss flat out that I'm either taking the red eye that night mm-hmm. right after graduation. Cause we finish about 10, uh, 10, 11 o'clock mm-hmm. or I'm just not coming to graduation. Cause right. he has enough, enough help where I can get away with leaving early. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to be able to yeah. do that. I paid my dues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's go. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I told him this like last week, so we're like months out. <laughs> Good That's for how you. bad I want to try to go. I, it's like we're the exact opposite person. Like I do not plan. Clearly, I don't even have my ticket to Walker Stalker, but I'm telling you, I'm going to yeah. be there, which is unusual for me because I usually don't promise things. Okay, this is going to prove how opposite we are. <laughs> yeah, I already have my ticket for Jersey next year. Okay, so just go fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're so different well, it's nice being friends with you dave you know it was, it was a good run yeah i know i know i quit <laughs> <laughs> um, day made let's see 1106 on a sunday night <laughs> it's been history has been made <laughs> welcome to squawking day wait a minute i, I can't quit my own show host. 
<laughs> I made I made you. I can take you away. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. I found your new host. You ready? Okay. Oh, is it Zoe? Okay. I want to see your HTML skills, Zoe. <laughs> I need, well, to see, she, I need to see some credentials. Well, one time she hit the keyboard on accident. She pressed the Z button. So, <laughs> so Zoe can type. Technically. Maybe not 210 words a minute, but. Oh, can she do control Z? Maybe there's a chance. She's got two paws. <laughs> oh, they're very close together. Unless that she's was the a other perfect one. segue into the episode and you did not take it. Uh, that's true. That's true. I did want to give out shout outs to the top. It's not really technically the top anymore. We're kind of like 36 <laughs> minutes in. But, haha. Um, Spirit Cosplay. Hello. From Australia. <gasps> girl is listening. Ah! Yeah, man. Uh, Zainap. Uh, you know who that is. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> uh, Crazy Cupcake 28. Um, oh, I can't pronounce it. Oh, Espinosa SX, etc. Uh, Cloud Henry, of course. Love the interaction. Um, and we've got Walani, of course, and Thomas hey. O'Mara, which I shout out twice, but he deserves it. Um, who says also, by the way, that. Um, I swear to God, if it's a Madison comment, do not even say it. No, no, he said um, group. He's done Groupon before, and he's it's been okay. Yeah, I guess it depends on who's um, who's uh, who the the vendor is. I guess that's doing it. I mean, mm-hmm. just keep your eyes open. You know, if it's not, I guess if it's not um, FanFest or Walker Stalker that is the vendor, yeah, don't. I, it might not be a good idea. But um, yeah, and um, Tom said Karen's going to be at uh, Dragon Con. I did hear that. Yeah. yeah, so that that may be it. Uh, you know, for the once. Yeah, I did. I saw that too, though. Um, like way back, I think it was. So, oh, and it's going to be a week after Walker Soccer. Okay. So, okay, I guess it's the top. So we have our little segue. We're going to actually talk about the episode. Okay, okay. Um, I will say, like, the one thing I do want to bring up is I just, I, I can't get over how creative the openers are. Like, just, I'm I love loving them. And if you notice also, like, the, um, the transitions are actually pretty interesting, too. Like, I've been noticing that it, it's been going, um, the first half of the season's kind of been in the daylight, and then it kind of slowly progresses into night. I noticed that. Yeah, and now we're in night. And with the stars, or maybe it could just be the episode itself, because, you know, uh, the stars. Chuck is describing, yeah, how he wants to see the stars. And I love, I love you see a little shooting star here and there. And it just makes me think of actually being in Texas, by the way. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not like the best, hugest Texas fan, but like, there's, Texas is just so solely unique. Like, it's just such a magical place full of like magical, awesome, salt of the earth people. Like, of the people that I've met and, and hung out with. It's just such, such a singular place. Well, I mean, you've never flown either. Yeah. I mean, I didn't out you. You said this, you said this on I the did air. Admit it. I did. You yeah. Did, so. Well, no, my cousin just moved to uh, Dallas a couple of months ago. So I have a feeling I'm going to be flying out there next year. Yeah. Oh, Dallas sucks, though. <laughs> he loves it i like fort worth i just hate dallas i mean i don't hate dallas actually i don't hate dallas well he's kind of more on like the plano border so oh okay okay well that's better he loves it and apparently it's across the street from a video game museum or near a video game museum can't go wrong with that you know you know how much i love my video games (laughs) i'm with you I'm all about the 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit. Which we kind of talked about a little bit, but just yeah. not on the show. Yeah. NES Classic. What up? What? <laughs> now I got to get the uh, SNES Classic. I'm thinking about it. There's some really good games, too. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah, right? I still have my S- my original SNES with, oh. like, the cheap plastic that turned yellow. Uh, yeah. So now my system is like two toned. It's like gray and yellow. <laughs> what happened there, right? I don't know. I actually thought it was broken when I first saw it change. So I brought it to a game store. I was like, "What happened?" Yeah, remember like when you were really, really young, and like, and like they would tell you in in uh, Earth Sciences how like plas- plastics take took a long time to kind of uh, biodegrade. Yeah, that. Yeah, like twenty years maybe. <laughs> it's it's happening. I think more than that, by the way. 
when it comes to plastics. I think the system's been around for about 20 years, 20, maybe 25 years. Mm, more than, yeah, more than 20 years. I think 30 yeah. years, to be honest. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 30 years. You were five when the SNES came out. I was 10, I think. All right, so then that means it was 26 years ago. Boo. Wait, oh, maybe I got I'm 31. It. Don't be aging me more than I am. Oh, then you were one. <laughs> maybe. What, how okay, old? Wait, I gotta Google this. Yeah, because SNES, I think, came out. Oh, no, I might be wrong. I was going to say 8990. Uh, SNES. Come on, Google. Come on, Make Google. it happen. Okay, Google. Da, 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 da. When did the SNES come out? 1990. I was two. There you go. Oh, wait, 1990 in Japan, 1991 in North America. Mm, okay, that makes sense. So close. So 28 years we're looking at? Yeah, so you were six, I guess, or five. That makes sense? Excuse me, I was three. <laughs> you were three. You're older Excuse than you me, are. Excuse me, sir. I mean, I need to talk to your parents. I need identification. I need three forms of identification and talk to your parents. We were friends. Mm -hmm. Just some girl today told me that she thought I was 23. So, Well, you definitely do look very young. <laughs> Thank you. Nope, um, I'm an 88 baby pure and through. Speaking about being young again, the merry-go-round <laughs> also in the beginning. <laughs> With the, with the music, too. I thought. No, you filled my segue. I'm filling your segue. <laughs> I'm a segue all day. Bitch. <laughs> you don't segue like I segue. Um, oh, mine was perfect. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, I do. Uh, okay, so I'll give, I'll give you a choice. I'll give you a choice. This is going to be easier for you because I usually kind of throw people into the, into the mire. Um, you have three choices. Um, okay. Do you want to start at the mall, which is a long one and will lead to tears? Uh, do you want to start with Dwight or do you want to start with Daniel and the convoy? Cause there's three different sections of this episode. Um, let's start with Dwight. Okay. That's a good part. Is that what you thought I would choose? Um, no, I thought, yeah, well, I was going to say Daniel maybe, but like, I, it's a good choice. Cause, cause Daniel, I would like to kind of sandwich that in between that and the mall. Cause the malls, I obviously, I think last is. But, well, um, I, I figured we would have done them all last because I figured it would have been the longest discussion yeah. since that's the way we spent most of the episode. Yeah, with a little comic relief between that and then. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So, Dan uh, so yeah, Dwight. Okay. So, I think where I started that those notes in that section was, like, right around the time where we see him pick up the gun in the flatbed. Mm -hmm. And, like, you realize that he left it there. Right. I thought that was really bizarre. Right? A little odd. He even notices, like, what am I doing, man? I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, um, but I, I, it's kind of noteworthy because it does set up the episode where it's kind of like, ah, I'm changing, man. I would, nor I would normally leave my gun just out there in the middle of the open for somebody to take. Which him and uh, Morgan had that discussion probably like 30 seconds prior to that, too. Oh, what was that? When, um, I don't remember the, ex the exact verbiage, but That's when fine. Dwight was about to leave to go just before he found his gun, um, it kind of seemed like he was almost like doubting Morgan because it was like, you know, oh, we're not doing right. We're not doing careful. We're doing right or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever okay. That was. I wrote down a little bit more of that. Um, and it was like Dwight basically brings up what we would probably perceive as a very important point. And that's um, basically like I've been on the side you're I mean, I've seen the side that you're on right now. Right. Um, and I've been on that other side and I know what it's like to kind of be the other the other the asshole. And like, you know, I don't think you, I don't think you want to, again, have to live your life look, looking over your shoulder. So what are we going to do? You right. know, what are we going to do about Logan? He needed that gas, you know? And he does bring up, like, the way he worded this argument was actually really cool. He kind of almost even painted Logan out to be like, um, like, you know, like, 
the way he used it was like opening his heart like he was saying like um like he needed that gas you know like we needed to open our hearts a little bit to what he wanted or something like that or like mm-hmm. to be compliant in a way almost like look at it look at it from his standpoint right exactly and, and then like what happens when you take something and the guy in the in the truck that dwight meets you know in a few we'll talk about that but he mentions the same thing he's like but you know what it's like when you want what you can't have. Right. You know, that yeah, when you want what you can't have, it makes you go crazy. Like Sherry. Oh, shit. Yeah, like Sherry. Well, like, yeah. Come that on, one. look at that comparison. Look at what drew him off, like, or put him off. Right. Well, can you can you explain that a little bit more just for the people? Okay, so when... it's been a uh, while. So with Dwight, with, you know, he's obviously he's been looking for Sherry this whole time. Right. And he had Sherry's notes in his backpack. And, um, oh, God, what was the guy? What's the guy's name in the truck? Oh, he, he doesn't have a name. They never brought it he up. Okay. Yeah, I made so sure. So the check. guy that Dwight sees, um, the, the mystery guy, one of Logan's guys, mm-hmm. pretty much kind of kidnaps Dwight. And they're in the truck. And he's like, tell me where it is. Tell me, what was it? Tell me where the oil what was was it the oil he was looking for? The oil fields. Yeah, oil fields. I couldn't think of the verbiage. So he's like, tell me where it is. And of course Dwight wouldn't tell him. So all of a sudden he picked up what I assume was a collection of Sherry's notes and he starts burning them one by one. And Dwight, that's all he has left of Sherry. Right. And it was like a light switch went off and finally he just went off. Like it was like it's kind of like almost like when Rick goes crazy, like he's fine one moment and then he's insane the next. Right. Well, I was and thinking more like Daryl actually. He, okay. Yeah. Like when he punches Negan. Oh, <laughs> just before just before Abraham and Glenn died in the lineup. Yeah. Um, like a light switch goes off. He goes off on him and he overpowers him and he has the gun and he knocks him out. Right. But then he went, he realized that he's really trying to do this path of redemption. And we see them going out in this field. And he's like, somebody gave me a choice once, Daryl, and he chose to do right. So now he's giving this guy another chance, which I don't think we've seen the last of this guy. Mm, Maybe It, it may end up being to their benefit. Because I remember there was a scene in the oil fields with a guy on the floor, and maybe it's that guy. Do you remember like the guy that like, you saw the legs and they were they were all out in the oil fields and they were being attacked? Right. And, um, and the I next you'll see like was. another frame. There's like the whole place is on fire. Yeah, that c- it could <laughs> be. It could be that dude because it's the boots that are notable, right? Yeah. The boots are kind of eh, a little unusual, like cowboy boots. And they purposely took a shot of that. Yeah, right. So there's definitely a possibility. There's something there. Um, I feel like there's just a whole theme with cowboy boots because look at in the episode prior, um, Logan threw his boots at what's Kobe's oh, yeah. character's name? That's right. There's, there's, there's something like, oh, Wes. West character, yeah. So he throws boots at West. There is something so to be like said about a, that. There's a theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, but like to kind of go back to Morgan again, though. Like, you know, it's one thing to. And Walani says this also. The like Dwight saying is basically saying that you know what we did is careless. You know, we basically made an enemy out the out of these guys. And yeah. then And then the guy actually reinforces that by saying, you know, what happens when you take away something that somebody really wants. Right. And so, but like, I, I don't think it just, I mean, look, between you and me, I don't think that justifies anything. Like, you, you want what you want, but you can't have it. Right. Right. I mean, it's the apocalypse in a nutshell. It's like, you want civilization, but you can't have it. Yeah. Um, but I think um, Morgan kind of counters with like, and, and I, I'll put it to you this way, but like, Morgan counters with basically, he's always believed in being able to redirect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like finding a way, you know, to, to redirect these energies and like think, think out of the box. And it doesn't have to be a binary decision, like give or not give. Um, but I will say, do you like at, thinking of all of Morgan's interactions? Because he's had quite a few uh, iterations of, of himself. The latter, yeah. the latter half of which I think involves redirection, Aikido, et cetera, Absolutely. all that stuff. Like from all your interactions, do you think, um, do you have faith in Morgan's ability to redirect? 
Never mind that Dwight does it in this episode, but um, like, do you think Morgan's right in principle about you know this with the idea? Redirection? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm trying to answer. Now we all know I, I'm not a fan of Morgan, and I'm trying to answer this in a oh, that's right, I forgot. Way, right? But I feel like he's not necessarily like listening to other people's ideas. I feel like he's just kind of. Like kind of like how Rick was getting, like it's my way or the highway. And mm. I'm not saying this because I'm not a fan of Morgan. I'm saying this just as a spectator view. It seems like though from the video, it seems like everybody's kind of in sync though. Would right. you agree? Or I, I do agree. Um, but then with Dwight kind of I don't want to say going off, but Dwight kind of, you know, second guessing it. Oh. Like there might be some more second guesses that we don't know about or we're not seeing. No, that's a good point. And I'd be really curious to see that. Because, I mean, we all know that they're going to be tested. Absolutely. I think we all are are like in agreement that that's going to come, has to come, (laughs) right? Well, when we talk about the principles next week, they showed that in their preview for next week. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a little bit. Um, With Sam and Alicia. But we'll talk about that later. I cannot wait to. It it just shows that they will be tested and there's still six episodes left. That's yeah. a lot of testing. Thank goodness. I really love this season so far. 5B is already, it's very strong. Yeah. Well, only it's because it's stronger than 5A. There's a lot more action. There's a lot less setup and a lot more action. Because now, now this we have like this bedrock understanding of what this group is going through. And now they're building on top of that, like right yep. now. It's so That was cool. the foundation. Yeah. Um, I hate how they're doing it that way, though, because they kind of did, they kind of did four that way, too. A little bit. Um, a little bit. Emphasis on the little I bit. I felt like they did it the opposite way in a way. Okay. Because of all the time jumpiness? Yeah. You okay. would infer? Yeah, okay. I agree with that. What's going on from time? Yeah. It's like, yeah, they kind of like built four up and then it crumbled. Yeah, yeah. And then so then they spent five fixing what happened in 4B and now they're here and now they're going back up. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Milani's um, even saying that Morgan can redirect until it gets to a point. And he's so like, remember Martha? <laughs> yeah that yeah. is that is exactly what i mean where it's my way or the highway which is kind of like interesting because when the the dude that dwight meets in the well dwight is accosted by mm-hmm. on purpose by the way dwight actually goes out of his way knowing that the kids would be safest north he goes south um to you know letting his position be known on open channel so that specifically so logan's guy would actually get him yeah um and so i just figured i'd say that out loud <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, you can't that's hear a, your inner thoughts, Dave. Very no, but it's very interesting for this character because I I do kind of want to take a step back I, because it deserves to be taken back. Um, I think there was a part of us, whether it was spoken or unspoken, that kind of thinks Dwight is on board awfully quick. Like right. it's such a kind of personality reversal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is a huge personality reversal, and it you could say that it's hokey. Like, how does this dude? Like, go so long screwing people over, you know, d- uh, what's her name? Um, Dr. Denise in the back of the head. Um, uh, screwing Daryl at every single turn and every single interaction. Taking right. his jacket, uh, you know, capturing him, you know, subjugating well, him. You know? I'll let you finish. I have an idea. Yeah. But, and the, the, but I guess the reason why I'm saying this is, like, taking a step back. And so, not only in this episode, he's, he's um, kind of sacrificing himself for this not doing right. careful thing, doing right thing. Um, but like coming in with an unloaded weapon, like what? And so, but I think, and I'll say this, I think this episode does resolve some of those questions, right? Like the whole asshole conversation, mm-hmm. but like, say what you were going to say. Okay. So first off, coming in with an unloaded gun, that was just stupid, but that's besides the point. Okay. Now keep in mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, now keep in mind, this whole thing, like when Dwight was on the regular Walking Dead, he was kind of under Negan's spell in a way. Because mm. if you look at it from Negan's standpoint, Negan doesn't think he was doing anything wrong. Negan thinks he was doing what was best for his group. What was Just necessary. Things. I'm sorry? What was necessary. Right. Just like Rick thought he was doing what was necessary to keep his group su- surviving. Yeah. And that's what Morgan's trying to do. I don't agree with it, but that's what Morgan's trying to do. So now when Daryl at the end of eight pretty much told Dwight to pretty much get out like you have your chance um now we didn't see dwight for like a year ish or 18 i think we said 18 months i think so that dwight had all that time because you you know how you were saying he jumped on the bandwagon pretty quickly not exactly because he had all that time to think about his past think about how he can be better right and he doesn't have negan in his ear yeah maybe and you know what's so funny about what you just said right now well lonnie basically said the same thing Twin powers activated. Yeah, so great, you two. Like she said, maybe all the searching for Sherry mailed him out along the way. Yeah, I, I, I can. You've been alone for eighteen months. See what happens. I, yeah, no, I, I, and I've been there, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, yeah um, you, you can learn a lot in even six months. I'll tell right. you. Like it, it's kind of like I always think about like time in terms of a prison sentence. You know, exactly. walk, walk with me on this because prison sucks, and you, we all kind of know it. We don't really know it for sure, but like we do know that any time in prison sucks and i always think of like the time you waste is kind of like the time you waste or spend you know to the negative and the positive um you can like equate in prison terms like well would this be acceptable would the wasting this much time be acceptable like in prison you know what i mean like every time you bit of time you waste in prison six years two two years in a relationship and then it just ends you know ends like abruptly and, and unceremoniously mm-hmm. you're like oh shit like i just spent two years in prison you know right. what, what was it worth right. um so I mean, yeah, so going back to Dwight, it's kind of like a year and a half um, trying to meditate on that fact. And, like, it's interesting how that kind of concept goes back to Logan, you know, walking 200 miles. Because what's how, you know, to walk 200 miles, how long does that take? Um, I actually figured it out in a way because I can, me personally, I'm not, I'm heavier set. I could walk about a mile in about 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So 15 and 15 minutes into 200 miles. Let's see. There's 60 minutes in an hour. Hey, Google. No, calculator. <laughs> so 15, 16, 16 divided. It's four, 200 divided by four, 50 hours. 50 hours? So that's two days. Yeah, but that's without rest. That's without rest. Now you add about, say, 16 hours rest in there. Mm-hmm. Plus 16, 66 hours. So that's basically like, a week. 72 yeah, hours is five days. Yeah. Let's just say, and you can't walk throughout the night, which is we already calculated for, but I don't know. And then you have to scrounge around. You have to eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're probably so not. It takes about a week to do it. Let's just say about a week, 200 miles. Yeah. That's interesting because it does also even bring us back to Morgan's journey from <laughs> Alexandria right. or the heaps to But to he had Texas. better shoes probably. Yeah. Oh, God. He kept changing his shoes. Right. It was like, t- you know, taping up his boots and stuff. Um, but yeah. Uh, no. So I don't know. I, I guess it, I guess it goes back to the primary question. Like, who do you who do you believe in more when it comes to I mean, because I know you don't like you, like you don't have a thing for Morgan. I, I, I see what you're saying about Negan and Rick. And you just have to remember something that that Morgan was subject to Rick's assholery. Right. Um, when it comes to, you know, if you're not with us, you're against us. Like, I remember bringing up this quote with somebody when we were talking about it. And Morgan basically did not want to kill. And Rick says, you know, you you either do kill or you, you leave, basically, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you're with us, you're against us. And and then it was to the point where, like, um, um, 
what is her name? The the Tara was even saying, "What did I sign up with? Did, I left one. Mm-hmm. I left one guy, one madman for like another." Yeah. When and he, he exiled well, Carol, also. Yeah. Well, that was yeah, that way back. But like, yeah, when so. um. But like this was in the church in Alexandria, and Tara's just That's like, right. I, I signed up for one madman. I left one man mad for like another after mm-hmm. hearing what he she did to what he did to Morin just there. Yeah. So and then then the the tavern thing, like at the end of season eight, like killing all those saviors in the in the tavern, Jared, etc. Mm-hmm. Like like what a dick! Like you yeah. knew Morgan was in the state advisory, by the way. If you want a very interesting um, commentary as, as the stream keeps going, Tom is just like unloading on you, Meg. He's like, 4B was great because Madison was gone. Don't ask Meg to walk anywhere. But Meg has tiny legs. <laughs> Which he has. Yeah, I will agree that Meg has tiny legs. Uh, yeah, there you go. Well, I do too. I always say that to my wife too, by the way. And she's not that much taller than me, but like somehow she always pulls ahead of me. So like, yeah. hold on, wait up. I got, I got these little legs. And then I do like a little, little leg walk. Like, oh my God. You know that gif of Full House with Michelle is like, wait for me. I have tiny legs. That is <laughs> no. literally me. Like, I- and I, whenever I play like Cards Against Humanity with my friends, they make fun of me and call me Rex from Toy Story. <laughs> like never reach the cards. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I, I had child size hands and arms. I, I do have and small, I-, I have smaller hands. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So, Short people yeah. problems. Yeah. yeah no. Anyway. I say vertically challenged. By the so. way, la- my, Tom is like even ma- laughing at our math because <laughs> I said seventy-two hours is five days. Like I know. I heard that, and I'm like, no, that doesn't seem right, Dave. No. no. <laughs> like, well, why don't y'all fuck yourselves? <laughs> you guys you have been s- on the podcast and do this math, okay? Yeah, come on, you do math while podcasting. You just, you know, I do want Tom on the podcast at one point if you if you'd agree to join. Um, oh. I don't put me on def- that episode. I definitely want it to be with you. I definitely do. It's it's it make me so happy. Well, he lives close enough to me where him and I, if we can't get him on the podcast, that him and I can video something back to you know. Yeah, I mean, you guys live close enough that I would drive down and and like and like just be there with you guys because it'd be so funny. I think we should- a live thing just the three of us yeah the moderator and omni um, well it'd be like a uh a, a, like an adjudication of some kind <laughs> like some legal adjudication uh tom has wronged sure meg don't go to jail yeah you owe meg damage emotional damages like for life <laughs> well if you go on his um i mean you'll see it on on tom's instagram and you'll see it on my instagram probably tomorrow um when he did that thing with pulling madison's head off there were actual tears in my eyes i did i noticed you were getting really emotional and by the way tom says i quit (laughs) i'm gonna get a shirt before atlanta and it's just gonna say i quit yeah or it's i you know what i quit squawking dead (laughs) that's what it'll just say that in the front i think i should just make it just for you i think we should make a sticker that says i quit walking dead and put my name on i think i want to make a shirt for tom that says i quit meg quitting squawking dead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that. Meg quits, so I quit. Right. If Meg quits, I stay. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Let's get back to the show. Get back into this because we right, can go, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. go on this all night. Could, I mean, I swear to God, I would. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Oh, so that scene with the Logan dude, it reminded me a lot about four, season four, with June's interaction with this the dude Quinn in five, and 4B. Quinn, 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 Quinn. Quinn was like the dude. With, oh, the one she was trying to reach, and then Martha got him. 
Yeah, right? basically. Yeah. Yeah. She was like a mile marker 32. And they stole, like, they stole the MRAP from Althea and he agreed yes. finally to, to meet her. And yes. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of that. Like each Absolutely. one of them has had their like little reckoning. Mm-hmm. Actually, and Morgan had. really bad for Chuck. Oh, yeah. 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 Wait, it was Chuck. really nice what they did, though. Yeah. You kind of went from here to there, though. <laughs> It's like, we're talking about this. I know, because I thought you were kind of going into that. And I was like, oh, I'll beat him to the punch. Well, no, I was I was kind of going with the idea of like, okay, so there's the there's June and Quinn, there's this guy and Dwight, and like even Morgan, like, and I kind of want to go oh, back I to Oh, I was Morgan. not on that same thought train. Oops. Well, Morgan had a similar kind of thing with the wolf back in Alexandria. And when the wolf was in jail. Yeah, exactly. And then who did he take hostage? I forgot. Carol, right? Um, oh, I can't remember. Or was it Olivia? I won't. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Damn, I don't know. But yeah, I will, they definitely took someone hostage. Oh, was it Denise? Because this is pre her death. Right, you're right. That was Denise. Yeah, it was Denise. Denise. Denise I, I remember seeing Denise. the scene recently. Oh, I yeah. covered for you by talking over you. <laughs> I'm just Mike Tyson in disguise. Yeah, it was Denise. <laughs> Why, guys? I'm on the podcast. <laughs> I'm Can not you- going to say it this show. I'm not going to say it. Oh, my God, dude. I should open the next show saying, oh, we are squawking dead. <laughs> Carol and Rachel will be like, what the fuck? What the hell is going on here? Like, again, I know Carol tuned in like briefly. I don't know if she's still on, but like on we'll the all say in unison that we all quit. Oh, I quit. <laughs> I quit squawking dead. We'll all just turn off our webcams at that same moment. Notice how like the the uh, Mike T- Mike Tyson voice is a lot like the Madison voice. <laughs> well, I don't know, guys. <laughs> and meanwhile, Madison's octave is like a lot lower. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not technically not Madison. It's the um, it's the uh, sorry. What is it? Kim Dickens' voice? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are different. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm gonna come back. Um, uh <laughs> tom says i quit squawking dead and all i got with this crummy t-shirt i mean at least you got something this show is like negative dollar input <laughs> so lucky well, you it's ridiculous it's you it's all about you man it's <laughs> i actually i got a um i got a text today from t republic saying that they miss me <laughs> wait let's see do i have to text them and say leave her alone <laughs> it literally says we miss you like frosted tips miss the 90s we don't <laughs> frosted tips but we do sell everything else <laughs> and then there's a link <laughs> yeah Oops. oh i accidentally hit the link crap so it was a text or an email no it was a little like it was a legit text yo wait can you really see it yeah i can see it yeah, yeah. holy nope. crap. actual text message that's weird that's so weird man they send <clears> they text me like two or three times a month i think they're cool people too their support's really really good i mean we had a mistake that happened in this, that we bought about a t- batch of t-shirts for um camp marijuana charity bash and I t- for me to hand out to bunch of people because mm-hmm. i kind of wanted to just you know as long as i'm meeting people like i wanted to meet them in person talk to them etc etc i said like look if you can get me your t-shirt size the style that you want it in um like before such and such cutoff date i can have them and then i can give them to you when when i meet you at snowy dead bash and um and like and what was i going with this <laughs> oh and one of them came in mistakenly like incorrect and they kind of fixed it for me and like they resent it out and then I gave it to somebody else, et cetera, et cetera. It came in in time too. They sent it like overnight shipping, et cetera. It was really great for free and like no charge and not even shipping. It was great. So it wasn't ridiculous. No, it wasn't ridiculous. So there's a reason why the shipping is ridiculous because the, the people are not ridiculous. They're ridiculous in the best way possible. I think you, sh- you should send that. Uh, yeah. yeah. You should send that to them. I cannot talk tonight. This is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> 
because we i mean look if you if you go to the merch store i mean all power to me right uh but it's ridiculous yeah yeah fair warning um going back is like but yeah so there are parallels here like when it comes to meeting people and trying to like redirect and re-educate them almost which kind of all comes back to eastman and morgan in a way morgan and martha yeah which that did not work oh no, that did not but work Walani can attest to that that just proves that he can't always redirect yeah yeah exactly 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 but i mean morgan was also in a different state as well too like he wasn't in his um full uh, complete form. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he was like seventy five percent there. Yeah, yeah. Until until right after that instance when he realized that you can't all like I guess um some people are gone when they're gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um or, or like not gone when they're gone or I forget the verbiage, but you got what I'm trying to say. No one's gone till they're gone. Yeah, some people are gone. Trust me, I know that verbiage. <laughs> no, no, like some people are gone before they're gone. <laughs> So, oh that one yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah um so yeah so we get to the end of it and like basically dwight gives this dude logan's dude the same choice daryl gave him right yeah and i just thought that was interesting because part of me watching this in real time was kind of like the first time was kind of like oh this is not gonna end well this guy admits that he's an asshole like yeah. he like his mama said he was an asshole like i was like oh shit what did you do I dwight for dwight yeah exactly and um so yeah I like, like it was like a full circle movement in a way yeah yeah exactly like it i'm glad it turned out right for dwight because like it looked like that his whole arc in this episode like was very very interesting to watch it was kind of cool to see how he like first of all again owning up that he's not completely there yet which is all the time that we've been seeing now it's like oh he acts like he's like if i can give good in the world blah 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 um, I there's a reckoning, you know, and this is that reckoning. There's like he was really tested, and you could tell, like with the burning and all that stuff. I thought I just thought that was really compelling. You know, for as little screen time as he got this episode, he made every moment count, and I applaud Austin for his acting in this episode because it was it was amazing. He did such a great job, especially in his monologue towards the end. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna give you the same choice somebody gave me. Right. You now you can either go out there and be an asshole. Or, you know, continue being an asshole or you can you can be someone else. Right. Is that, is that what he said? Something like that. So, along those lines. Yeah. But Austin, you know, he hit it out of the park with that delivery. Yeah. And I was watching it and you could tell he was so in the zone in that moment. Yeah. And for all the the wanting us wanting to see Daryl to hear Daryl speak more, I think like we missed something when it came to Dwight. You know, like Dwight doesn't really talk much either. No. You know? He's kinda like he's been squished down also. Right. You know what I mean? Also, to, look to, to, like, how much diamond. Negan used to reprimand him and all that. Yeah. Very little to speak. Like heapster right. level minimal speak. You know what I mean? Like So but he's also like Daryl in a sense. So I like that you use that comparison because you know how like we kind of talked this talked about this earlier how like with Dar- something happens to someone daryl loves daryl will go off right dwight with dwight this guy started burning sherry's letters right he went off so right. there's a lot of comparison right there well i always called i always thought of dwight and daryl as kind of like um i was gonna say yin and yang but like okay this is a better one because i was a yin and yang like mirror images negatives but here's a better one. Do you remember Double Dragon? Oh, wow. It's kind of like that. <laughs> okay. I never would have thought of it that way, but I dig it. <laughs> like, I, I, I dig was, it. Because I was trying to think of a good comparison. Like, But here's the thing. And it's just in, in terms of the, the Walking Dead universe. Um, I would have said Double-Edged Sword, but okay. Well, like, Daryl doesn't exist. So Daryl is actually technically second player. <laughs> <So> yes. <laughs> Dwight technically is the first player. 
in strictly the fear universe, yes. Right, and like, well, like in mechanical terms, Dwight doesn't exist in the comic. Or sorry, Daryl doesn't exist in the comic. Correct. So, so technically, Dwight is first player. Uh, did I say it differently last time? Well, there is no fear comic, so. Well, no, exactly. Well, but there, so that's the thing. But Dwight exists in the Walking Dead comic, whereas Daryl. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I see, Daryl doesn't yeah. exist in any comic. Like, period. I see exactly what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, in the, in the context of the television universe, blah, blah, blah. Dwight is player number one. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but, like, in reality, okay, Daryl's player one, and that's the, that's what the people choose, and the people have spoken. Like, Dwight is, like, that controller that's half damage that you give to your friend when they come over. <laughs> no, Dwight... Dwight is the controller you don't actually use. What Dwight is, is the controller you use to chuck at someone's head when they fucking beat you at a game. <laughs> and in the gamer world, we call that rage quitting. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I had to explain it in that way because it's just that much funnier. Because we've all been there. Because we're, we're, ki- we're kids of a certain age. I'll say that much. But uh, I always want to give a shout out to Patch471, which I, whom I think I've... I've actually seen um, on Stop. Instagram. So, but hey, what a big up from Hampton, Georgia, um, and Brooklyn, New York, over here. You're you're in like Central New Jersey, right? Oh no, no, there's no Central Jersey. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is only- a big debate that anyone in Jersey will have, just like pork roll and Taylor ham. Oh gosh. Um, I am at the Jersey Shore. Oh, okay, okay. I was always confused about that. somebody asks where I live, I say, do you watch Jersey Shore? They go, yes. I'm like, that is where I live. In that area. Snooki and me were best friends. (laughs) I've I've actually been on it in an episode of um, Jersey Shore. Okay. We need to stop the show right now. And we need to talk about this right now. You know Nicole Polizzi? I've met her, yeah. And I actually see JWoww at the mall all the time. Because JWoww lives in the same town that I work in. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we go to the mall a lot. Not together, obviously. Right. How did did you get on the show? Okay, so you don't actually see my face, first off. Because I never signed the papers. Oh, okay, okay. You just walked into frame somehow? (laughs) So, okay, it was in season three. It was the episode where they were were going bowling. And the bowling alley they went to is actually like a hop, skip, and a jump from where I live now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go, they go bowling, and I'm at the bowling alley the same night they're filming this episode. So I just see these producers walk in, these camera guys walk in. Next thing you know, we're all like, "What?" And, I, and lo and behold, like they never show the reaction of, of people. Lots of orangeness. <laughs> okay, I can only imagine what it looks like under a black light. That fluorescent orange. I don't want to know. Oh, oh! I was thinking innocently, like orange tan skin. No, you hear black light, you just automatically think the worst. Ah, semen, semen, semen. Can't you see? (laughs) By the way, but no, no, I've I've met them a few times. Um, they're all really nice. Like they shook hands with you and stuff, or what? I'm sorry. Like you got handshakes or something like that, or like yeah, like I, I was, I was near them. But then, like I, I was, I can pinpoint myself out because I know what I was wearing that day. Um, I was like in the crowd of people because everybody was like trying to rush them. Oh gosh. Yeah. Dude, you weren't. Well, this was to- season three, so this is like the height of it. Like, were you were you also trying to do that or? Oh no, okay. No 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 no. I mean, if I Cara- was just there. I was like, okay, cool. They're they're people. I'm almost like curious about because I, I know that I know that Carol is kind of like a big um trash TV fan, like a uh, you know Housewives. Oh my god, that's my shit. But here's the thing. Like, I'm really curious, like, whether if it came down to it and, like, she saw one of them filming and they were in the area and she was in the background and blah, 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 would she try to rush them? Well, I guess I could ask the same thing of you. Like, um, is that one of those things where you love it enough to kind of, like, out yourself and, and make a fool of yourself? No, I don't think so because I have to live in this area. 
So, like, I think if I was, like, if they were filming in Miami and I was vacationing in Miami. Right, right, okay. But the fact that I have to live here, I have to walk these streets every day. Yeah. <laughs> I walk these streets. <laughs> Jay Wells down the block from me. Um, I did meet Teresa from New Jersey Housewives. Mm-hmm. A few years ago on my birthday, it was like two o'clock in the morning. We were at the diner um, in this area. So the shore area. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, Teresa walks in because she had a shore house down here. Okay. Like no camera crew, nothing. Not like no camera crew. They were they were not filming. It was just her and a couple friends. But it was during the rumors where she was cheating on her husband. Ugh. So she happened to be seated at the booth right next to us. And we said hello. We said hello to them, and my friend was like, "It's her birthday," and she wished me happy birthday. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. Yeah. So it kept and the cash, we and we were like, "Oh my god!" Oh, well, that, well, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that's what happened. Segue. Um, hey, you stopped the show. <laughs> I needed that. Come on. <laughs> so you just come to Jersey. I will show you all the cool spots, yeah. and I actually got to tour of the Jersey Shore house too. Oh, really? That's cool. Like yeah, at the time. No, um, a few months ago. I'm actually going to make a video oh. about it. Oh. As long as nobody's renting it, you could take a tour. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah. Who gives the tour? The owner? The guys that work in the uh, production? Short store. Get out. That's crazy. I, swear to God, I, went to the sh- I was in Seaside a few we- a few months ago. Um, so I was doing a charity walk. And I went to the short store because it was like a few blocks away. And I stopped in there from time to time. And the guy was like, do you want a tour? I'm like, what? You want a tour? <laughs> I think it was like five, ten bucks. And, you know, you can see they had pictures of them. I got to hang out with the duck phone. Um, yeah. Uh, a fair warning. I'm not we- very well first, but that just sounds funny for being somebody yeah, who's not well versed. I will explain it when we're not on the show. Um, and then we got like, if you look at the ceiling, you can see like the holes from where they had the cameras placed. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And like, I got to hang out in the confessional room and all that cool stuff. Uh, yes. Madre de Dios. I know what you're talking about. Like the one-on-ones. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just like the idea of like it being Jersey Shore. There's an Italian heritage. You're like, ah, the confession room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I solemnly swear that I did not cheat on her. <laughs> like, I, so, I solemnly swear like what is this a courtroom <laughs> solemnly, swear. solemnly swear that i'm up to no good i solemnly swear upon penalty of death wait no that's not how it goes man <laughs> like i don't know i swear to god anyway um yeah so speak- back to fear now so speaking of segues <laughs> would you have failed yeah i tried right <laughs> it's, it's, really you gave though. me like the like just juicy bait and i was just like am i supposed to ignore this <laughs> like supposed to ignore this nugget that i can exploit no and that's why we're talking about daniel and the convoy <laughs> but i th- i want to note one thing about the the character from the last episode tess whom they they rescued her and her boy i love the fact that there's like okay Think about all the shows you've watched when you've grown up, as grown like as you were growing up. How like, you know, Captain Kirk saves this person, then you never see them again. Yep. <laughs> you know, like in this show, when you save somebody, like you may end up seeing them again. There's continuity, and you see right. more than one scene with Tess in it. Um, she's like, there's like a reward quotient to actually saving this person. Like she's very useful. And it wasn't even like she was in the background. It's like, oh, is that her? Is that not her? No, the camera purposely made a point to show her. And Daniel purposely said her name in case he forgot exactly. her. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So continuity. But then like she even pulls out like near the end, she says like, hey, I know this place sucks, but like I saw a ranch down the road. 
and obviously there's a connection to what Morgan and Grace were talking about in the episode, but like the fact that there's a ranch and that we could stay there and I, it, like there's use. Otherwise, right. nobody would have spoken up. They wouldn't have a place to, to go after this, discovering that Logan was after them. I'm actually shocked they didn't turn the mall into their home. Well, I mean, I'm not because it's clear that that Logan knew that that's where they were. Okay. Yeah. It's, or it's it's not crystal clear, right? But it's clear enough to say, it's hey. It's hinted, yeah. Yeah, because Chuck, you know, requested for help on an open channel. And True. they responded. Or maybe they didn't respond because he gave them all this information you know yeah i don't know if they were they never really made it clear if they responded right right it doesn't it didn't sound like that yeah because grace was saying we didn't you know we didn't communicate over and over cha- open yeah. channel no breadcrumbs etc but i think this is close enough they're too close so that they probably would find if they kept circling around yeah you know so um but that's cool i'm just sick of them being on the run because this is reminding me of when during regular walking dead when they were trying to find alexandria like after the prison where they were all just trying to find their way. Right. And that part was getting really boring. Yeah. Yeah. And then like they meet, um, I was gonna say Ross Marquand, they meet Aaron. Is that what you're talking about? Like in the barn? Yeah. Like they, like when they meet Ross and they're trying to get like, it was like right after Terminus, they're trying to get to Alexandria. Like they're like in this low state and the rain finally happens and they open yeah. their mouths. And it's, like, well, that episode was a good one. It's really the tough. Whole barn yeah. thing. But I mean, more so like after the prison, in between the prison and when they meet yeah. um, Ross oh, okay. or Aaron. That was like probably next to season eight. That was like the other part that I hated the most. <laughs> wow. Just because it was like nothing happening except for Beth dying. Nothing really happened. Yeah. The Grady Memorial Hospital, et cetera, et cetera. And then right. getting Noah and I guess. Right. Mm, yeah. I, I almost like wonder what the point of that was. But I, you know, whatever. Like so I just I'm what I'm trying to get at is I'm just sick of you know, being on the run, just find, find a place. Yeah. Nisa's saying the same thing. Just kill Logan and his men already. But that's the exactly. thing. That's the thing they though. They want to kill him, even though they need, they, I feel like they know they need to, but they won't. Cause then it kind of goes back to whole with the Morgan. It's my way, the highway. If you kill, you're out. But I think, again, like, I think they're all on the same page. Like, to the point where Alicia's even saying, this is not good for me. Like, I've been doing this cleanup and killing and all that stuff. I killed, I killed, um, uh, what's the name? Mel. Oh, and I think ever since then, I think she's been screwed up, actually. Well, it was because it was right after her mother. And, it, and in she, cold blood. She blamed Mel for the death of her mother. Right. Even though I... I Which Madison is not dead. <laughs> well, what she thinks is dead. Right, right. Let's let's. let's, let's I had on. to clarify right. that. I'm waiting for bombs to drop right now. <laughs> I had to clarify that um, before the bombs dropped. Right, right, right. Right, right. Just clarifying right now. Yeah, um, right, back, continue, continue. Yeah, but I think that's the point, though. Like, I think everybody in their mother is kind of like... I, I, I wouldn't put putting this all on Logan. I think Morgan Morgan is, is the only one really that really took what they were already trying to achieve and say, hey, not good enough. Like, it's not good enough to just not kill or not good enough to even just help. I think we, we, we missed something here. I think we need to live. You know, I think we need to start living for ourselves, you know, and the, which is the, the same thing that Rick and Michonne were, had come to the conclusion of. And I mentioned in this way, in the last yeah. episode. So, and then all they did was agree, you know, and they're just finding their own way of achieving that goal. But I feel like in this world, now obviously you and I don't live in this world. We, no. You know, I'm so a Eugene. we can't really say anything. <laughs> but I feel like in that world, you at some point, I can understand like you don't want to kill, you don't want to kill. At some point, you have to. I think they all have been through that. I mean, oh, that, they have. That regents class or like that, that, that class that they have to attend to to pass the big test. But yeah. what happens after, right? But I feel like you just need to draw a line, be like, you know, can we keep 
you know, deflecting or are we going to have to fight? Well, I don't think they're really even doing that just yet. Like we talk about deflecting. I think the only case we've seen where they've done that now from, you know, here on in, let's say, is like this whole uh, Dwight and this dude. And and mm-hmm. it worked, I guess. Well, time will tell. But like yeah. for him, that seems to seem to have been the right move. And it's all situational, too. Morgan kind of alludes to this as well. Like, like in the moment, we have to be able to see that it's not just a binary solution. Like, that there's the, the, that each moment is a situational moment, and that we have to treat it as its own thing. I don't know if he says it in this one, but he, I think he's mentioned this in, either in the past or something like that. But, like, every moment is a chance, you know, like, all life is precious. That, all those lines, mm-hmm. those buzzwords... So, you know, each situation has its own unique opportunity for you to redirect. That's right. the thing. The only thing that's constant is that the idea that you can do it. You just have to be able to. However, I will admit that even though I feel like they should just go after Logan and his men already, I am enjoying how action-packed this 5B is yeah. without going after humans. Yeah, yeah. Between that, between the walkers. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, also, like, there's the, there's like a human quotient going on here. There's like, there's some growth going on here. The, the landmines itself, they're not, they're inanimate, but yet they're an adversary. Right. That's kind of cool. They were pretty much an, their own character last week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The environment, right? The environment right. is a, is a, is a is a variable. Is it is just a... like this week? The toy truck was a character, <laughs> and, and apparently the escalators. But I do. I want to get to that in a bit. Yeah. Um, no, but like the toy truck was a character. Um, <laughs> the, you know, in no in numerous ways because not only did it serve a purpose, but they also mentioned it a couple right. times. Right. The store. store alarm was it? Yeah. <laughs> an adversary. Um, the merry-go-round. By the way, uh, nieces is Logan's life ain't precious. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um but the, you have to you have to decide that like the wolf it goes back to the thing with the wolf like you know it yeah. it did come back around and help him the the guy when he you know when he finally let him go. Um but I do like I kind of want to move past that though and like I do want to finish the whole Daniel and the convoy thing because um it's so funny that like there's no award for like best hot take because yeah. Because if we Daniel did, at the end. exactly, Daniel will get it. So is it this? Is it that? Is it that? Is it that? Like, like, is there? So I'm really excited about this mall. So point me to the Cinnabon. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, doesn't have it. A bunnery? No. Nope. <laughs> it's like, come on, man! This is a mall. <laughs> well, that goes like if they had that award a few episodes, Sarah would have won it. Yeah, when she was fixing uh, Sarah or um or or uh, John Dory. Oh, John Dory. Right, <gasps> one mustard? or the other. Yeah, ugly mustard. All those like hot takes. I'm gonna go throw up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, they need they, instead of a combo uh, Walker kill, they need a you know one liner of the week. Yeah, best one liner. Yeah, right? Because Daniel it, Daniel would have won it, no it, problem. It'll just be like a big disgusting Walker mouth. Like laughing. I feel like we should not. We should have that. Oh maybe maybe Talking Dead is not happening for a while, so I think we need to start having it. Well, there is a, there is another hot take, um, and it's not very obvious until until uh, Dwight basically reveals that he let the guy go. Like he's like, "Where you been?" Like, "Oh, Logan's men oh, came yeah, after yeah, me." Yeah. Like, I'm doing right, you know, like, took your example, and yeah, I guess it worked. And when he says, oh, I just let him go, Daniel has his hands, like, under his under his armpits, crossed like this, and goes, oh, come on, <laughs> you can let him go. Like, come on. Which kind of goes back to, like, what, when we, for when 
like when he first appeared in the season and I said, dude, don't keep your eye off this guy. He yep. he's just works. He, he, he works like he, he leads you in like with his subtle acting and then he'll pop and he'll lead you in and pop. Mm-hmm. And like just the eye roll was so strong with that. And it was just, you, if you miss it, go back I and watch like it. That was ad lib too. Oh yeah, for sure. It had to have been. I'm a hundred percent, hundred percent. They kept that shit in because <laughs> it's too good. They've been getting really good with the ad libbing in this season. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, I'm um, like between Garrett Dillhunt and the Mindy Project and Mo Collins and like every other project. Oh, I love Mo Collins. Oh my god, those two like you know being being able to ad lib and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They they must have learned so like at least Garrett Dillahunt must have learned so much in that show. Well, I mean he had the other show uh, Raising Hope. Yeah, yeah, which is also pretty cool. I, who, my wife actually watches that one or has watched that one. She'll probably watch it over and over again. <laughs> That's what she does. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm currently re-binging Real Housewives, so. So what? So what? What fight? I agree with your wife. Yeah, exactly. Enough said. Yeah, you're right. You're right, girl. Hmm. Um, I knew I liked her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dwight finally getting his haircut. Oh, uh, yeah. That was yes, kind of cool. Yes, 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 yes. That was kind of cool. Like, why? Okay, so I do kind of want to ask a question about, like, why do you think he finally did that? Do you think it may be because he trusts himself or something? Yeah, I feel like it's just like a layer, like a layer being peeled back finally. So Which he's trusting it? himself a little more. So the mustache was like, you know, his beard was kind of like a layer. It's kind of hiding part of his truth in a way. It's kind of an interesting concept because, like, it, like in Judaism, there's like a concept of, like, you know, growing your beards out and, and, and not, you know, like, not shaving, not making your representable like you know just because you're focusing on like studies and and doing right but like i think maybe because dwight is like on this mission and 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 he just didn't focus on anything other but then finding sherry for a year and a half or whatever and that's the best facial hair he can do (sighs) anyway but (laughs) but i find it very interesting do you think and so i mean that aside like we had this conversation about like how Oh, his facial hair is prosthetic. Like, but looking at like Daniel sh- snipping his his beard off and stuff like that, it looked kind of it looked real, right? Um, I feel like what they did was, I mean, I mean, he had to have shaved his beard at some point or cut it off during that eighteen months. Cause there's no way that could have been the result of eighteen months straight. Um, I feel like they probably did do cut his real one, mm-hmm. like um, that it was real the whole time. Yeah, I feel like it was real the whole time. Except for reshoots, let's just be fair. Except for reshoots. <laughs> and then they probably, for the part that was like in the burn area, I feel like that was probably adhesive. Mm, yeah, that would have Maybe. It yeah, had to have so. been. Yeah. Because yeah. think about it, that on touching your beard. Well, you're a guy, so would, think about that touching your beard and having it be ripped off every week. Ooh. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, you can't really grow so much hair in that area either, by the way. So. No, I know, but I'm saying there ha- there's always going to be like little... You know, prickles. Yeah. Ooh. I can't even imagine over scar tissue or something like that. Ugh. Yeah. Um, oh, Nisa's saying a bunch of things. She's saying, like, um, Daniel will probably kill Logan. What do you think about that? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, too. But do you think he'll be tested, though? I mean, I, I think yeah. I think he may be in the same scenario that Dan- that Dwight was in in this episode. Yeah. Except I feel like Daniel will... Because if you notice when they were showing, like, previously on, mm-hmm. he'll say, I want to be the man that my daughter would be proud to call her dad. Exactly. It's a setup. So he is so... He still carries all that guilt from... With Ophelia dying. And if he just kills a man in cold blood... You know, exactly. Th- what when does that Amelia make him? Found out the truth about who her father was. You could tell the look. She was broken, and knowing she was broken broke him. So he's still trying to better himself. And you could argue also that her knowing about her father may have gotten her killed too. But like, so in like way, in yeah. a calculus way, you know, like not. Ju- 
indirectly. I yeah, no, say. indirectly. But like maybe she thought, oh, it's in my genes. So obviously, you know. Right. My father's a killer. I could be a killer. Right. What, Little what, did she know. And she, yeah, like in she a way. not her father's daughter. She not only killed others, you know, made them sick, but um, she got herself killed. Exactly. Ugh. So still the fact that they purposely chose that particular quote, it shows that he is still battling those inner demons of, you know, he probably wants to go out and kill Logan. Like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, do you remember what he said last episode? Uh, we should have shut his mouth up. Exactly. Like something like that. Exactly. So he wants to do it, right. but he's trying not to because he wants to be the man his daughter would be proud to call her dad. Right. I don't think he knows not to, but like exactly. he just finds a way to like redirect. he's ready to go off, but he's trying to like suppress it. Well, I mean, judging from the from the preview, it looks like we do have these like he and Charlie interactions that will probably make it that much harder not to you know that much harder to get to that point. Like and if he does get to that point, it may be harder to kill Logan. And I feel like which I don't support been... necessarily. Like I think Logan is out of his fucking mind. Oh, Logan is apeshit crazy. But I don't think that changes like how we should interact with him because I I do think that there are some people that will not listen to reason who are mentally ill like Martha. Yes. You know, like I don't know. Well, I guess that's not fair to say. Like people don't just suddenly snap. If Martha was mentally ill, she was always mentally ill. But then there are things like psychotic breaks, right? But anyway, right? Yeah. Well, no. Well, you have your issues. You're able to deal with it, but. But then one thing happens, like the love of your life being killed. Right. And the fact that nobody helps, it, it's just, the gears just stop. Yeah, yeah. Done. I could tell that you were a little bit more sympathetic to the Martha character than most people. Me? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, I'm curious why you say that. I think because of the, what you just said now. Like the way you said it was like, I think you still hated the Martha character. I like, did. As yeah. a concept. But I feel absolutely horrible the way she became the way she did. Right. I love the directing of that. Um, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember the director. Oh, it was, what's his name? It was, it was not Daniel Day-Lewis, damn it. Um, fucking La Bamba. <laughs> um, I can't remember Lou his Diamond name. Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes, Lou Diamond Phillips. Thank you. Because I said diamond before, and I was like, "Yes, Lou Diamond." I had to think about that one for a minute. Damn, I am with. I'm like, even if I know the dude, sometimes names just don't come up really quickly. But Lou Diamond Phillips directed that episode. It was great. He did a fantastic job, and you know what? The woman who played Martha, I can't remember her name. Was it Tanya Pinkerson or something? Tanya Pinkins. Yeah, yeah, Pinkins. That That I know. That was close. But she did a phenomenal job as Martha. It was just the writing of her character is what killed it for most people. Yeah, yeah. Well, the concept. Yeah, directing. It was not the. It was the concept essentially. Yeah. Um. But, you know, I, I've seen situations where, you know, I, me personally, I have dealt with situations where people were very mentally unstable throughout my life. And I understand how they got to be the way they are. And it kills me that they're that way. But I understand where they're coming from. So I really had to learn to accept them for who they are and try to help from there. Right. Not like, you got to stop being this way. Knock it off. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, you know what? I understand this is what happened. So we're going to try to play it out from this chapter and with martha you know you actually really really got to see how she you know i I, like we talked about this a few weeks ago about the whole purpose of backstories right how i was saying i was really hoping for a negan backstory in 10 um but like backstories do play a part especially in martha's case because we didn't know how she got to be the way she was but then we saw it so we got to understand it yeah like that's what made me sympathetic and even then like it was basically when things were going down. So it's not much of a backstory. No, but it was enough to like, we don't know how unstable she was prior to this. So, but it was enough to get us by. So not an entire episode, but enough. 
Right, right, right. It's kind of like a Twilight, epi- Twilight Zone episode where you get this narrative right. along the way and so these then, flashbacks. Not only that, so not only did she lose the only person she had in her life, she was also isolated for all this time. Yeah. And isolation, we literally just talked about it tonight, how isolation can kill you. Fuck you up. Yeah. So you add that onto the already mental unstableness of a person, and that is how she got to be. How she but yeah, isolation with instability. Whereas with Dwight, exactly. you have isolation with contemplation. Con- contemplative being contemplation. contemplative contemplation thank you yes you're welcome i thought he was good anyways <laughs> i love how we're like comparing dwight to like a character from last season that like nobody liked in a way though yeah there there is something about that right there are parallels there's yeah. so many like little things that we can pick up and, and yep. say hey what about this and this and like yeah that makes sense yeah all right i think we're done with that though because there, there are some other things at the end but they don't make sense until we go through them all right um which yeah okay no, oh yeah there's a thing i want to talk about at the end that got me Okay, okay. But we we have to go through them all first. I agree. Right. So I, I'm going to combine a couple things. So, like, I mean, one thing, I was wrong about the candy beansies, okay? I thought she had, like, a brain tumor because she didn't know yeah. how to say the name. Say it right. Say it right, Grace. It's jelly beans. But it was kind of so adorable, too. And, like, I in my head, because she kept saying it in the, in the episode, I was like, now I'm going to say candy beansies for, from here on in. I kind of, I feel like if you say it around the community, like the fandom, right. you can get away with it. Oh, my God. Storm, like, I want candy beansies. I'd be like, what the hell? But now your brain is just going to say that every, sing- every single time you see a jelly bean. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, can I get some can- jelly beans, please? I don't know if I'm going to say it out loud, but like in your head, you know that annoying thing? Like when you look okay. at something and you think of a song, it's like, yes. oh, shit, forever. I'm going to look at this thing and think of that song. Baby shark. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Not this show. (laughs) I have nieces and nephews. It's too much. You're welcome. Oh, man. Now, every time I think of Squawking Dead, I'll think of Baby Shark. And I I hate Shark Week. Just, I think it's pointless. Oh, I live for Shark Week. I know. Everybody does. (laughs) All right. Anyway, get back to the episode. Anyways, yes. Um, Candy beans. A, so the point is being, uh, I was wrong. Um, But that's okay. I'm okay with being wrong. How about you? Um, I'm enjoying watching you admit that you were wrong. Oh yeah, no, I'm totally wrong. And um, but I wasn't wrong about like her possibly having a condition. I kind of want to talk about right um her decision to not f- know. Like, would w- if you were her with her history of what you know little about, but you would know, you would you do the same thing? You know, it's one of those things. I I've been dealing. You know, how I said like my friend passed away. Well, she passed away of a sickness, so she didn't want to know. Oh. Now I feel like my mom was. I've had this discussion with my mom this past week actually, and she says she thinks she would want to know. Me, I don't. I can't answer that because mm. it's one of those things where unless you were in that situation, you do not know how you would react. Well, the easy way to put that hypothetical to you is like. In her situation, she knows she does not know. She does. She knows that there's nothing she could do about it. Right. So, like, if you were in that situation, would you want to know? Some people no. still want to know. No, because then you know, say she sa- say she finds out that okay, it's not cancer and it's just a cold. Okay. Next time it hits, she might think, hey, it's just a cold when really it's cancer. Oh right. So I feel like she just wants to keep living her life, live each day as if it's her last. You know, even though I don't agree with that sentiment. Um, but just keep on trying to do good in the world. Well, no, no, and I think Grace agrees with you when you when you say I don't agree with that say, that sentiment. I think she just it, the fact that she, by the end of the episode she changes it from double time to normal time. Yeah, speaks volumes. It's like I'm just gonna be a human in the world. Yeah, doing my thing. If I get sick, I get sick. I'm gonna start things I'm never gonna finish. Like that was right. a very good, interesting way of 
of looking at her situation, like listening to things in double time, you know, mm-hmm. okay, well now I'm going to, and, and <clears throat> I'll get to it. But the one thing you see her try out a thing that she starts that she knows she can't finish is like her addressing Morgan's pain in the yeah. middle of a mall surrounded by walkers, like who can literally bust, surrounded, who can bust in at any time. And she asks him about Dwayne and Jenny, basically, essentially, yeah. mostly Dwayne. But like, you know, and she's trying this out, like she's trying this thing out. And I, and I, I admire her for doing that. And she knows that it can't be fixed in a day. Morgan snaps back. I felt like that was a little bit of a slap in the face, though. Of Morgan, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that goes to the the character, though. It goes to what he's gone through, how he does not want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, how little he wants to talk about it. But I do like how he opened up when they were in the generator. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's taking a chance, too. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, be careful what you what you risk, you know, right? Because you might have to continue. Well, because, you know, he's he's afraid to get close to people because of everything he's lost in his life between Dwayne and Jenny. Now he's starting to open up and he knows there's a chance that even if, even if, you know, Grace was never exposed to radiation, there's a chance in general that she can just die from a walker bite. Yeah. And now you have this radiation element to it. There's a chance she might die from that. So he's mm-hmm. probably a little afraid to get close to her knowing that, you know, there's the stakes are even higher than they normally would be. Oh, no, no. It's not even that anymore. This has nothing to do with that anymore. With Morgan? No. It's... No, I'm saying that, I'm not saying entirely. Partially. Oh, yeah. Maybe partially. But I think he's yeah, moved... partially. But I think he's moved past that. And that's the problem. It's like Morgan talked a big game in the first... I think it was the first episode... Um, when he was talking to Alicia about opening the door to possibility, the impossible about five, is possible. In five? Yeah, yes. Okay, just want to make five. sure I was on the right path. Yeah, 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 yeah. And part of doing that and saying that to Alicia is is living up to your own statements. I agree. Which, which means, like, dude, um, you know, you have to own up to that. Because opening the door to possibilities means also opening the door to life, to yep. living a life. You know, and that's, that's very interesting. And I didn't think of that until... You know, we were talking about this now, like in a sense, like, mm-hmm. you know, and he started to and he closed that yes. shit right down because that's yeah. the thing. Like once you start opening the door to possibility, you just ha- you have to walk through and then you, you just got to one step forward and two steps back. Oh, man. I mean, I, ho- more. I hope he takes more steps forward, but oh, yeah. boy. And then driving away from I, I keep on wanting to say Karen, driving away from Grace. That that's what I wanted to talk about at the end. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, but I I will just sample you know sample that little tidbit for now. Yeah, but Walani basically says something very like what we're all thinking is like she got more into a point that no one else, no one, yeah. in either series has been able to get him to. Yeah, I agree fully. I mean, you can credit also the show. But then there's Grace in this episode, just nudging him a little bit further, you know, and not in a bad doing way. It all in one shot, she's you know she's like kind of leading the trailer breadcrumbs, which is yeah. funny because they said they left no breadcrumbs. Well, and that's the thing, like he, in, they're trying to help each other. Yeah, and she, he's asking her questions too, mm-hmm. so he's tempting fate. Well, he's tempting her fate there, and then you realize that like oh, like she was what he is kind of being now. Yeah. You know, running away, mm-hmm. you know, backing off. And so that's very, it's very interesting to see these, these two different crisscross paths right now. And she's taking a chance on him. You know, it's good. It was, to, it's good to see okay. these two interact. I enjoy their interactions a lot. And I, like I said, as much as I dislike Morgan, I was rooting for them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you I got really mad at Morgan. I was like, you don't dislike Morgan. Like you just don't like him too much as a character. Like, you know, is it that you don't think he's a strong character or I just don't like the way that. he's being written. Okay. Like, like, I feel like 
throwing it back to Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. In the in the pilot, I loved him. When we saw him again, crazy in season three, I hmm. loved him. You did? Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, but I thought he, he his acting was fun. Like Lenny's performance. Oh, yeah. I was broken, but yeah. Yeah, I was broke. Like I mean, I I didn't love it because I loved him being crazy. I loved it because it was such a strong portrayal. Yeah. And you can really see the, the craziness that he's gone through. Yeah. You know, with the writing, literally, the writing was on the wall. Literally. <laughs> Uh, da, da, da. Um, and even when we kind of saw him like in, in five, I was okay with it. But then when it started getting more and more and more, I was like, all right, I'm getting a little tired of constant Morgan. And then they ship him off to fear where he becomes the protagonist where well, it should have been Alicia the whole time. Well, to, to be fair to Morgan um, on, on, on the walking dead is like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to think of how to put this. It's like, I think he was supposed to be a foil for like the, the way people have been. Kind of like how Father Gabriel was this odd character also to kind of contrast these people. Okay. You know what I mean? And yeah. like Morgan is strange because he's been on both sides and now he's walking yeah. a different path. But see, like even like with Father Gabriel, I feel like they're running out of things to do with him. I think I think we'll find utility for him. Well, now with the whole baby thing, yeah. Sure, like that, and maybe more. Yeah, seems like he's taking on a more like combat role too. Like, cause you, I hope so. And that one scene with him and with Negan and and Aaron, like, oh, he does have was, blood all over him. <laughs> that was, I think, my favorite part of the trailer. Well, there you go, man. Peanut butter, meat jelly. It's that he's moving into these kind of like funny, kind of funny lines, yeah. one-liners, and stuff like that. But like, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> yeah. No, but bringing it back to Morgan, I just feel like, you know, I I don't know. Do you think, okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. Do you kind of like him a little bit better now than than you've ever liked him before? Oh, no. well, well, not like before the clear phase. Sorry. I meant like, sorry. I feel like they're just holding on to him more than they should. Actually, so I, I in my notes, I even wrote down the fact that like, the and this is, Morgan's actually my favorite character. There's something right. about his pain, how he hasn't been able to move on. And even like throwing the concept of Martha as, you know, as I, I'm trying to put the right words to this because I didn't, I didn't dislike, I didn't dislike Martha actually per se. I liked the concept of, or the idea of Martha. I just thought that the execution could, was, I agree was a little that. off, right? Like, yeah. but the fact that she existed was a, was like a reckoning is like, do you know, okay. And since you're a video game person, it's like shadow link, like Martha was shadow Morgan. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah, and, and having that there was kind of like pulling a tooth for Morgan, like yeah. at, like yanking that last bit of you know knowing um the, you don't have to lose people, you don't have to lose yourself, or even also, if you do lose people, you don't have to lose yourself. Also, Martha was proof that you can't save everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Some people just cannot be saved; they are too far off the cliff, and that's okay. Pulled back over, and that the point is that that's and okay. that is okay you because know? you are not not trying to bring this to a religious aspect. You are not God, right? You are a human being that can only help so many people. And I feel like they need to. (sighs) And they lay this out really well in the first episode. He kind of admits to himself, you know, we have to open the door to possibility and then we will lose people. Yeah. And I feel like they need to kind of start being a little selfish and start worrying about their own community. Yeah. Instead of constantly trying to help, maybe just practice surviving. Well, that's the thing. I think I think that's why it's kind of moving in an interesting direction to where they help because of absolution. Now they're encouraging people to help others because it can't be all about them. It's kind of like what you're saying. In a way, it's like it can't be all about us. We need help just as much as you do. All we're trying to say is if you start helping others, 
people will help you and so on and so forth. And that's how you build civilization. Now, unless they're doing all of this to start up their own community, like an Alexandria type thing, then I can understand. But I feel like they're going to get to a point where they are spreading themselves so thin that it's going to backfire. Well, that's the thing. I, th- I think the whole point of that would be to to start separating these convoys. Like, is, when you have enough people, you can start resettling into different communities. Do you know what I mean? Like, spreading out a little bit and not... So, like, cause like Hilltop, Alexandria, Oceanside type thing. Yeah, because you don't want a repeat of Rick's thing, where Rick was, right. w- was trying to, like, legislate top-down. Like, mm-hmm. this is what we want to do. This is my path. This is my idea. Right, and, and that's all kind of, of you what should I feel be like on board right now. That's Was exactly it? what I feel like is happening right now. I, I think it's the opposite. I do think there's a distributed method of because that's the message. The message is it's not about. Uh, it's kind of like okay, I'm gonna say it. Rick's an asshole, but I'll let me let me go further and say that um, part of what I like about what's going on now here and what it's starting to look like is it's Rick's original vision from right after the right after the prison. Like we it can't just be about me, like me leading. Okay, it's about us. And we rule together okay. or whatever it is. I, I see the. I do see what you're saying. However. Like Morgan's doing it better is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Or I, not I, Morgan. It's everybody. I just feel like there's still that sense of, you know, you know how we talked about like my way or the highway. Yeah. I kind of feel like there's still that sense. With Morgan? I don't think yeah. so. I, I, I'll, I'll respectfully disagree on that one. Because okay. I, I don't, I will keep, well, now that you say it, I'm going to keep my eye out for it, but. It's just, it's just interpretation. Yeah. And it's just something to, something to be aware of. Like, you know, I may watch next week's episode or well, the following week because it doesn't look like there's much Morgan next week. Mm. But I may watch the next Morgan-centered episode and start thinking differently. But then again, you might have that same situation. Right. Well, let me give you a little hope because it looks like, because it looks like, first of all, that they're starting to focus on, like, whereas in the beginning of the season, they start they focus on everybody at once, sort of, mostly. Which I like. They're starting to focus on groups of people now in different episodes, which I kind of like, actually, also, because nothing beats that bottle episode, Close Your Eyes, from last year uh, with oh. with um, Alicia and Charlie. Yeah. Oh, that was... Right? It, this episode was... That was a powerhouse. This episode was kind of similar in that vein. Not as much, because it was more than just them, those two. It was like Daniel yeah. Tess. It was like Dwight and, um, Dwight and the yeah, dude. They didn't really come until the end anyway. So right. Really but, but, you know, not exactly. Yeah, I get what you're saying, though. If they could have just done all all of them in the mall it would have been similar but not quite as impactful yeah. and dark and whatever i like how it is centered in one location yeah exactly it's all bottle like, there's movies like the movie free fire for example i don't know if you've ever seen it with maybe. like brie larson that mm. movie takes place all in one location in maybe a two-hour time span so you're wow. watching a movie for two hours and it's all happening in like almost in real time yeah so that's why i love movies and tv shows that do that okay. so this episode was a good example of it yeah or oh, that episode rather yeah yeah this this tonight's episode yeah. oh tonight's episode you felt it was like oh i felt it was a great example of it i mean yeah time did pass with with dwight because you know he was in the daytime then it was in the nighttime yeah and then it was the next day but for about 80 percent of the episode it took place in that's fair that's fair oh yeah, yeah like a, a cool 75 70 because like there's the end part too where they time well that's passes. why i said 80 yeah yeah um I, okay i'll agree to that um i will say yeah oh yeah giving you a little hope about leisha right because it looks like Alicia and Strand are in the next episode. Yes. And not to go too too far into the sneak peeks, but I, I do think we need to try to, you know, not wrap it up necessarily, but like move I do on. have to go soon, actually. Exactly. So I was thinking like um, Alicia does seem to try to want to find her way. And I do think the whole purpose of that would be to kind of maybe even more fall into like fall, either fall back into like some sort of leadership position. I think I think that's maybe part of the purpose or at least find her way to know what her path is next 
Because maybe she she moves on and they these two groups may end up separating. You never know. Right. Like Alicia may go on a different path with Strand and maybe Charlie goes on a different path with um, Daniel. And maybe that's how fear kind of... And it looks like Sarah and and Sarah and Dwight are in, in a cab and I didn't see Wendell in that one scene, the 4B, 5B yeah. trailer. That's very interesting, right? Yeah, because it makes you wonder what happens and where is he. Yeah, exactly. I do have to pinpoint one thing from this episode, though. It's very, very beginning. So if you missed the first few minutes, you pretty much missed this. Um, The coolest kill of the night goes to Dwight. (laughs) Banging the dude's head in the door? Banging the dude's head against the boards. That was by far the coolest kill of the night. I thought, like, do you remember seeing the bird in the beginning, too? Like, there was something interesting about that. Um, I think there may have been like a hole or something, and that's how the bird got in. The in egg. the mall tree, right? Yes. But what's interesting about that is that Chuck must have like kept watering it too. Yeah. I just love the the thought of how that maintaining that tree tells you a lot about Chuck's character. And then I feel from- like he had the mentality that like, life is precious, even a, the life of a bird. Right. Well, and he- the life of a tree. Yeah, I guess so. And then, like, and then, like, maintaining the tree, making the podcast, um, or not the podcast, but the audiobooks the available for yeah. Grace, like knowing that she was going to play them double time, so like putting particularly long ones in there. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was kind of, I, lo- I like how you can infer so much about a character because I, I grew up on the Twilight Zone, so yeah. it's kind of like I love how you can infer so much about a story just based on just a few little tidbits and dialogue. He kind of Chuck kind of reminded me of Augie in a way. Oh, you mean um. Um, the beer guy jim jim brower yeah yeah um well he was more Jimbo, snarky yeah. and cynical though wait no there's Except a reason when it came to his beer but there's a reason i say that mm-hmm, okay because how we got to see so little of him but yet we all <laughs> miss him yeah i guess that's and interesting that impact yeah there's something to that isn't it and like chuck you know he made the impact with Grace's playlist and the birds and you know you see him all he wants to do is one little thing yeah to be and all jeppo wanted was his beer yeah yeah oh that beer <laughs> and she still can't get the recipe right oh, yeah. Jim, beer sucks. jimbo's ro- spinning around in his grave right now oh yeah um i i did want to get into like the tale of two cities thing like i'm gonna really rattle out the the first few lines only because what's really cool is that like the tale of two cities is almost nothing to do with what they're doing like there's a bit of yeah. revolution they chose the perfect lines. See, there are like these really perfect lines. It was like the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven. We were all going d- direct the other way. In short, the period was so far like the present period that some of its noisiest authorities insisted on on its being received, for good or for evil, in the superlative degree of comparison only. So, like, I think that's kind of where they're at, too. You're in the apocalypse, yet you're in the best position right now. Like, right. You, there's, there's, there's evil surrounding us, but there's so much good. You know, it has. it's like no better way of describing what they're going through right now. Absolutely. So, I just enjoyed, like, because, and, you know, they're not, anyway... Moving along. Oh, so here's the thing. And it didn't occur to me right now until... And you may disagree because of all your Morgan talk. But like when I saw them dropping the RC car with the scoops in the back, and then Grace sees Morgan smile and they talk about it, etc., etc. I like just came to the re- re- realization like 
Morgan wasn't, I don't think Morgan was supposed to be, stay alive. I think he dies in the comic, like, not early on, but, like, kind of midway through, right? I never, I don't really read the comics, so I can't answer that. Oh, okay. So, I think um, somebody would have to correct the record with me on that one. But, what I was trying to, what I was going to get to was, and even on the show, I think having it be Morgan that moves on to fear is very interesting because Morgan and Rick were there at the beginning, in the pilot. Right. And I think one writer sees like Lenny, you know, Lenny James's his character's evolution and starts to think to himself, or it could be like a gimple thing and goes, there is so much story to be told with this character, you know, and you may disagree, but like, I think there's something there. There's pain that needs resolution. Like, it's kind of like the um, not letting Abe, Abe, like on a grander scale, obviously, but like not letting Abraham die, you know, the way Dr. Denise died, like manufacturing the Dr. Denise death to kind of save Abe that sudden death. Like, he needed to go out the right way. I I agree to an extent, but now I feel like they're just getting... It's... They're running out. You think they're running out? I, I think... Well, only well, because... Well, they ran out. And only because of the this. end, right? Well, the end of this episode, yeah. or... Um... Yes and no. I just feel like there is just like, <clears throat> all right, dude, okay, we get it. You know, even if they keep Morgan on just to set the pace of what the future of fear should be, mm-hmm. and then they kill him off. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I oh. kind of feel like that's kind of what they're leading up to. Yeah, you remember my swan song because... theory. <laughs> what? You remember my swan song theory. Right. So especially since he left at the end, he's like, oh, I'm going to go find Al. I think he's going to wind. I, th- I think his time is going to end at the end of 5B. Interesting. I'm not saying this because I dislike him. I'm just looking at it at his pattern and the way his character has been developing. I feel like the only way he can die is if we put him in a situation where like... Like a martyr. Yeah. Well, I think he'll die stupidly. That's the thing. But like after resolving something that had not been resolved... Like Carl stupidly or... Well, I guess stupid in terms of like this universe like okay you'll die from a paper cut or like or like you'll die by oh, falling like or something the like stupidest that stupidest of things not yeah. because he was stupid or like not by zombies or not by okay getting sick or whatever you know what i mean nature and the people yeah i mean i don't want him to too like i i still think i i see a world in which he like continues on mm-hmm. but like uh, there's so much there there's i mean that and i do kind of applaud the the writers for doing this because i there's something about like giving his his giving more dimension to his character because he is an interesting character he is an interesting actor you know lenny james like there's something very compelling about morgan's story and how he was abused in the walking dead like oh yeah maybe i'd say yes a little bit by writers in a way but also by rick you know in the situation what he's been through how he's been tried to like heal himself and failed i have to compare morgan to dwight in that aspect yeah because you know how earlier tonight i was saying how dwight was under negan's spell with all the abusiveness morgan was under rick's spell with all the abusiveness morgan's under rick's spell, kind of in a way in a way yeah he was kind of like rick's pawn right right it's a kind of compare apples to apples yeah, in a way but yeah exactly you know um yeah in a way because morgan still considers you know rick a friend like he's an equal right you know even we'll, though we'll disagree i defer to your judgment rick you know whatever right. um like I, by the way uh niece is saying madison will kill morgan is a very interesting theory that madison will kill morgan yeah oh that, interesting right <laughs> yeah well lonnie said i knocked myself out after you said that nisa <laughs> okay gears are going Okay. Well, anyway, let's let's keep that in the back of our heads as we yes. move on. Um, 
that supports my theory. So yeah, so part of what I was saying before about like how Grace is letting uh, letting her take a chance on him as she talks about the horse story, about the relationship story later on at the Jenny, um, <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, Jenny Jones. Anyway, so <laughs> um, but like <laughs> it's prescient. But like uh, I just love how all the while she's telling him about these people she never took a chance on because it was like their existing relationship was too perfect. I can't. I don't want to ruin that or do any better. Like I don't want to risk ruining it. Losing it, um, like what's perfect in her mind in the moment. Not starting things she can't finish. This, these are all perfectionist things, by the yep. way. These aren't necessarily things like like taking risks. It's perfectionism. Yeah. Like it's also not, anxiety too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, but all the while, she's trying to get closer to to Morgan through this yep. process, or at least try to help him resolve his issue. You know, because she loves him. Let's just say it. Let's call a spade a spade here. She cried when he left. Of course, she loved him. That was. I actually was surprised at that. I. I that that's what got me. Did you think that would that would happen? Like I didn't. I didn't um, see that coming. Actually, I I thought that I you, I knew she was going to be upset. I did not expect the tear. You know they. You know what they did, right? They did the same like in the same kind of way they kind of crafted it in such a way that they did they pulled like an elizabeth and althea an isabel and althea yeah kind of situation right yeah there was this chance at love and it's ripped out from under and it was a completely different situation situation yeah yeah like like althea and isabel their situation sort of happened in a way different way right like with the morgan and grace it was kind of a sleeper in a way morgan like, got grace to open up isabel got al to open up but like in like completely different ways but Absolutely. like them it was like mutual respect like yeah. with grace and morgan it was kind of like just talking and being open to them right. which is completely different than althea and isabel it was natural yeah it was natural you can it's like they've been friends forever you know what i mean right. mutual caring for each other wanting to resolve each other talking about each other's problems like the thing that they like morgan is it's all about him trying to needing help to say goodbye right. with grace it's like neat learning how to say hello Isn't yeah that because fucking she, weird because with grace kind of like what you said she's afraid to start something she can't finish so she's afraid of getting close to someone because of them leaving. Then she right. never gets to finish that relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that's what really kills me about the end. And like, I'll I'll jump to the end because like I think we need to do that, and just in case, and then we'll just fill out the middle. But I think that's what's interesting about what happens is that like after taking this chance, it's like her worst fear is confirmed. You know, mm-hmm. like you have this scenario where she takes a chance and the horse bites her. Absolutely. You know, but it's kind of like. It's like kind of like the parable about the um, scorpion on the what was the the scorpion needs needs to a lift across the river and I think he enlists a I yes. I'm gonna say a turtle. I know the now. story you're talking about, and then he bites the turtle. Like, what did you mind. expect in a way? Like, there is yeah. an element of that. A scorpion will always be a scorpion. Yeah, and but Morgan also like that. The thing about Morgan is he kind of did warn her in a, in a weird way. He warned us too. Is that mm-hmm. it's not something that's gonna be fixed in a day. Yeah, and that's the saddest part. And I and I hope that Grace knows that. Like like you know, I'm, I like I hey Grace girl, he told you. So you just need I feel to either like hang she in there. did accept it. I feel like she accepted that, but she wasn't expecting his abrupt leaving. Now one of the reasons I feel like he did leave. Yeah, okay, he had to go to Al, but I feel like he was like, oh my god, I started opening up. I I I I can't do this, and he leaves. Do you remember the scene? It was Daniel basically saying, "What are you smiling about?" Like he was yeah. like looking at the carousel. And, and like yeah. with this big goofy ass grin yeah and like what are you smiling about? I was like oh I, no reason and it's almost like, as if he doesn't want to be happy he just wants to be miserable well like well it, it's it's man fucking lenny james man it's just 
he's haunting the good because he looks back at the carousel and he like and i wrote this down i, I actually want to read what i wrote because i think okay in the moment i was like really um i was really on fire right there morgan suddenly rea- realizes that maybe he's forgotten about Dwayne, forgotten about jenny and the retreats like that horrifying realization that for a moment i forgot about my son and i wow. forgot about jenny like like this is what it like doing what i did just now made me forget about them and that's horrible and that yeah. like broke me a little like that broke me in my guts <laughs> and I that's did... one of the reasons he left yeah like in that look on his face like him just like suddenly realizing it, his his, his smile kind of contract into a shaky lip and, and yeah. teeth and that 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 was like fuck man and i thought then last night when i was watching it i was like fuck andrew lincoln you know fuck that like this guy this guy fuck gets Rick. it this guy gets it you know this guy lenny james gets the award mm-hmm. for best actor not supporting actor like best actor in a series like between him and and, and um ruben blades mm-hmm. by the way like because ruben's like subtle I, I don't think he has high highs and low lows like he's just right there in the middle but like lenny yeah. james man he can pop off and then go down and he could pop off and he can go down yeah like we haven't seen him pop off in a while no but like this was like a low low man this was this was some bottom of the barrel uh, well yeah i mean it's it's lower than we've seen him lately yeah and and that's why i was kind of like oh man and and you could see you could t- what's really great about his acting is that like as you see him getting in the car looking back in the rearview mirror right and then looking at grace he knows what he's doing he can't stop himself like he knows he can't see he's crying you right. know for the first time in a very long time i can't even recall I, can you recall the last time he cried period no i can't but i do like that they purposely made him grip the wheel with his left hand to show his wedding ring Oh, snap. I missed that. Good for you. Yep. If you notice, he, you see him, he grabs the wheel with his left hand and you can see the ring clear as day. Damn it. Damn it. Yep. Wedding ring, wedding ring in front of him. Yep. I look like that. As he's wiping his tear, meanwhile, with his other hand, he's fixing. So you see Grace and Grace him, behind him. and the wedding ring all in the same shot. Oh my God. I, I literally, by the way, I was like sitting on the couch after watching it the first time with my wife and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I need to tell you about this. I need to tell you about this character. And I'm like, like, like I know I'm like sitting there crying telling her about this this what what about Morgan? Morgan? Yeah, exactly. Which again, like, further solidifies the fact that like this guy is my favorite character. Like, I may not like all his decisions, but I like there's just something about him that I can forgive that because of what he's been through. Ah, yeah. like he has like the like he has the most like in my opinion like like um what do you call it like sympathetic I, I like you could say sympathetic um character in my opinion like sympathetic complex you know range of emotions kind of and then evolution too of a character he has had a big evolution you yeah. get this like stretched out long different phases of morgan which is so crazy man it's so crazy i just kind of feel like how can i word this like with the whole how he keeps saying oh we're not doing we're not doing right we're doing careful or whatever we're not doing whatever careful that, we're doing right yeah right i just feel like all he's been doing now you can probably you will i guarantee you will disagree with this i feel like all he's been doing for like the past year has been talking the talk I feel like he's, yeah, he's putting some plans into motion, right. but I feel like he's not, he's just like spewing off all these phrases to get the group inspired. But meanwhile, he's not doing anything for himself. Yeah. Yeah. But he's so focused. Oh, on yeah. helping I said it early else. in the episode. He, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm just like, dude, like if you want to better yourself, you need to fix this. You know what the parallel is now too? Mm-hmm. Like compared to White, who by the way, like had every reason to not uh for for all of that not to work out. 
Right. And every reason to not trust himself. Right. Um, but Dwight that, is trusting it more than Morgan. But that worked out. And right. Morgan did not work out. Like, he... It, it, I mean, man. And now we're comparing pain, by the way. Like, yeah. it's it's hard to. like. I, but I guess if you had to judge, like, is Morgan's pain just that much deeper? See... And I don't want to ask yeah. this question. In a way, yes. Because... Morgan was so distraught over his wife's death that he let Dwayne die. Oh, God. He damn. failed his son. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So sure. think think about it. Say you had if you had a son and you made and you dropped your guard for a second and he died in that moment. Right. Right. And and he's it, it's never more prescient than when he's saying it in the bar with Rick. He's like, yep. yeah, what what made you like you had your son and like and then Morgan realizes I didn't, you know, fuck. You know, like, yeah, that's the worst. That that because was... he couldn't, because he couldn't bring himself, and I get it. He didn't. He couldn't bring himself to, you know, kill Jenny. I mean, it goes right back into that. If you were in that situation, could you do it? Right. So he couldn't bring himself to do it, and in retaliation, yeah, and that's what happens. Exactly. Yeah, and you you blame yourself forever. Right. <clears throat> but you know, I understand that that's a guilt that he'll hold for the rest of his life, but he has to actually start listening to all the advice he's giving out. Right, right. And that's that's one of those things like I I relate to this. I can give people all the advice, but I won't take my own advice. Well, let me talk you off a ledge a little bit because it looks like by the end of the episode and just to kind of bring it some of the things we've been saying full circle, like Grace moves on to her education. Like I th- I think Grace has reached a pit, like a point where she may try reaching out again. Like this is a muscle yes. that she's ready to exercise now. She's ready right. to start living. I don't think her thing with Morgan is going to knock her back infinitesimally back. No, she's going to, because she learned that she can't, she has to, you know, have we started saying she learned that she had, she has to be able to start something that she can't finish in a day. Morgan is that one project. Right. Her life is bigger than just one guy. She's going to test it in other elements, whether it's, you know, with some of the newcomers like Tess, for example, or, you know, um, maybe listening well we already saw it with listening Those to the audiobooks audio right normal speed or maybe something with maybe she will eventually find out what she, what her sickness is yeah yeah we don't I, I don't know if we've seen the last of them all that's true that's actually that's also true uh, and i think now we're at this point where like morgan maybe well morgan i don't think it's over for morgan i think i think this is like look it's just a setback like time will tell grace mm-hmm. is still around his wife is not Dwayne is not so that i think there'll be no ch- i think i i think this is the cost of opening the door to that possibility i think now he has no choice but to kind of confront these things mm-hmm. and and he's gonna go on a, like another morgan journey now i think yeah with al it turns out in the next episode in confronting logan just kind of segueing to sneak peeks dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so yeah because it looks like um and you see anger morgan like i'm gonna kill yes. you morgan in that yes. scene which I'm is interesting. Ready for that. Which is interesting because, like, this is maybe the test. You know, this is, and then maybe if he could come back from that, and you know, and not do what, and he, not go psycho, Morgan, which he hasn't done, not really. You know, since since he almost slipped back into clear mode in uh, in the satellite station, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be interesting. The only thing I kind of wanted to bring up because it's worth bringing up because we brought it up a couple weeks ago. 
when we were covering the 5B trailer. Mm -hmm. I wish Rachel was here because that whole escalator scene, I was dying. Oh my God, that was great. It was great. And while I was watching it, I was laughing. I was thinking of Rachel, actually. I was laughing hysterically because I wanted them to do things that would make Rachel never want to get on an escalator ever again. And they didn't, but I thought they were going to do it. Like, I'm going to stuff a walker down the the grill right there. But no, the closest I got was they grabbed the walker and dragged him. I was like, damn it. Uh, damn it. What, why Why can't we make Rachel not want to get on an escalator ever again? I, I have a couple things I, I could show her to make her think that. Uh, uh, like like schlocky horror? No, no, no. It was an episode of um the show 911 on Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. You know about. that scene I'm talking about. a little while. About. No, I didn't watch the show, but I know oh, of it. Okay. I, know I will send you that scene. Okay. Before I send it to her. Okay. Don't. And we'll make her stream with us to watch it. Let me let me be the judge first, and then we'll see if I okay. want. Because it's one thing if it's a zombie horror fl- flick, and it's one that's kind of too similar to real life, right? Like if I watch House, I kind of grab somebody's hand, like House MD, right? Yeah. But like if it's The Walking Dead, I'm like, okay, this is kind- there's a there's an uncanny valley here. <laughs> like I don't yeah. believe in zombies. They look very convincing, but there's a yeah disconnect. Yeah. If I see like a like a re- like almost like a realistic sort of thing, I like oh medical show ah ah blood. Blood. Ah, isn't that isn't that weird? Yeah, I that agree. You watch all the zombies you want, but then you see somebody getting cut open. You're like, Ugh. yeah. I remember bringing this up at the beginning of the podcast too. Is how funny that is. That idea is like, Ugh. and we're all okay with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're all okay, okay with bloods and guts and zombies and disgusting and viscera, as they say. But yet, somebody needs stitches and we pass out. Yeah. Okay. So I think uh, let's go through um, sneak peeks. Yep. Alicia and Strand centered. I'm happy about that. Yeah. There's something like I think we've been missing a little bit of that too. I miss the relationship, and so I'm really happy that we're going to get to see some action with them. Yeah. I mean, not that they've not been having one, but just seeing it. <laughs> no, it's just we it hasn't. You know, like we saw a lot of it in one through four. Yeah. Since we've really started meeting the new cast, especially in five, we've barely seen it. Yeah, yeah. But you do get a sense that there is one, and then like sharing the beer at the end, I think that was them. That was at the end of four. Yeah, th- yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. The closest we've gotten in five was just before the plane was about to take off, and a strand tells her that Madison would be proud. That is the closest we've gotten to their. Right before it lands, right? No, just before they took off. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. My bad. Yeah, Strand puts his hand on her. He's like, you know, your mother. That like, was she a would be fucking proud. good scene, man. <laughs> <laughs> that scene got me. I was like, done. Yeah. But that's the closest we've gotten really to their relationship this entire season because Strand has been with either Charlie or Sarah or, you know, um, Daniel. So he hasn't really been with Alicia. Yeah. Alicia season. really that much. Right. Right. Um, but I, talk about delaying gratification. I think that we've all been kind of waiting to see a little bit more of that. And now oh, we're, yeah. and now we're going to get it in spades um, because in the beginning of the, the trailer, you do see that Alicia's kind of holding through this idea of not killing but you see this one scene near like the end of the clip the sneak with the piece. tree right yeah, yeah with the three with the tree but like there's a little scene later on where you do see her killing again yes so that's i think that's interesting because it's not hokey yeah you know like morgan in a way she's but, doing it because she knows she needs to we don't know we don't know what's going i on. have faith that she knows mm-hmm. she needs to to kill mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what's going on i don't in know in the world of survival if it's you against the walker oh she yeah i don't think it's about that i think she's trying to find i think she's not doing it so that she can see if she can be anything else that's oh no that's not what i'm referring to i'm just saying she like morgan will do everything in his power not to kill i feel like alicia yeah she doesn't want to kill but she knows if she has to she will right 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 that's what i'm getting at yeah i don't yeah i feel like it might be something more than that like 
she kills again because of something else. Like maybe she decides, ah, this is stupid. But who knows? I don't know. We'll find out next week yeah. on Squaw. I almost said Squawking Dead. Yeah. No, you I'm will. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Uh. Okay. Someone's attacking Wes. Maybe one of Logan's men. Looks like strangling him. I feel like yeah. Like what's what's going on? This guy didn't do anything. <laughs> I know. They just like came in. I feel like they were kind of like. Like okay, yeah, it's it's ours now. Fuck you, it's done. Yeah, like last week, for example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Alicia being like, okay, I don't know if this is Alicia, but it looks like Alicia's being buried. Somebody's being buried. I didn't notice that in the preview. There's like somebody has dirt going over them. I don't it, think it's it, Alicia. It looks kind of like Alicia or Althea. Like you think they're died? I don't know if they died. I'll say just somebody's getting go back and look. Somebody's getting buried, and it looks like a female. I say I'll say that much. There's a lot of females in the show now, so it could be anybody. Mm, yeah, I guess so. Oh God, I hope it's not like Tess. I know that sounds I, really weird. Tess came to mind as soon as you said maybe Althea. I was like, well, it could be Tess. Yeah, but like, like isn't that like kind of like a waste? Ah, oh, man, or not a waste, but I guess it's perfect because in in a sense, because you, kinda, you would think it'd be one of the main characters, and then it gets you right in the gut, though. I guess in a way. Yeah. Oh. Like, look at the shocker of, you know, Anne Mahoney's death. And look at the shocker of, De- you know, Dr. Denise's death. Jim you were Brower. not expecting it. You thought it was going to be a bigger character. Yeah. And they boom. Like, with like with like when they killed off Abraham. Travis Manawa. Manawa. Oh, yeah. Travis. Yeah. Woo. Like, yeah. No, nobody thought that was going to happen. That was the one of the few times fear kept the secret. I, you know, I almost thought, like, Lorenzo, like, what's the character? Chris Manawa? Like, oh, Chris Manawa. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm like. That was a cheap death. Yeah, that was in a, in its own way kind of sudden too. Like I thought they would yeah. they would get a little bit more mileage out of that, or like some sort of learning or something. I'm glad it happened when it did because I Me felt like too. it was getting it was dragging on. That, it, that's like uh, Travis having his own Martha situation. Exactly. I think because in a way you you got the the account of Chris's account through these guys that that Travis was brutally basically killing yeah um but the fact that kind of chris kind of straightened out at the end like or tried to like save me kind of like you know i i'm a fucking idiot <laughs> like yeah and then he of, gets killed kind of impression yeah oh man oh man that's okay i but like that kind Travis, of goes, i did the math and travis died only a few days after that yeah yeah so it came so much further it was really only like maybe within 10 days to talk about sudden right yep um oh yeah so now we get to the part in the sneak peek that goes the where we get to the safe blowing because it looks like it's definitely a safe but what's in it seems to be tapes althea tapes I feel like that's what they want us to think, but I feel like it's not going to be. Oh, that's interesting. What a way to think. Of. I know. I all I saw, all I remember seeing was bottled water and and, and cassette tapes of some kind or videotapes of some yeah. kind. I mean, I have no idea what it could be, but I just feel like it would be too obvious if it was her tapes. Oh man, is, is it Althea that's going to be tested too as a result of this? Because I mean, if he's looking for the oil fields and he thinks that it's going to be in Althea's safe where all these important like video accounts are held. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it could be the same safe that it's it, that's in one of the Althea tapes. Um, we have. I still need to watch those, actually. Yeah, go to the blog and you can see them all in a row. Yeah. Well, okay, well, I guess with that, I think all I'm going to do right now is uh, I'm going to read the quote at the end of the episode because I, I do want to. It does say a lot, just like the the beginning of the Tale of the Two Cities. It does say a lot about the world in which they live right now. Like that last one is actually very interesting too, and it starts off by saying, you know, "This is while Dwight's getting his hair." haircut and all that stuff 
which is kind of just really gorgeous. I see a beautiful city and a brilliant people rising up from this abyss and in their struggles to truly be free, in their triumphs and defeats, through the long years to come, I see the evil of this time and of the previous time of which this is the natural birth, gradually making expiation, which like makes making amends, mm-hmm. um, reparations for itself and wearing out. I see the lives of which I lay down my life peaceful, useful, generous, and happy. I see the good old man, so long their friend, in ten years' time enriching them with all that he has, oh, with all he has, and passing, tran- pa- and passing tranquilly to his, re- to his reward. Basically, people dying in their sleep, which is great. I see that I hold a sanctuary in their hearts, and then she switches it to her normal speed, and, and in the hearts of their descendants, generations hence. It is a far, far better thing that I do than I have ever done. And I think it's just so, just so beautiful. Like the end result of this revolution is the concept of what it might look like to have this peace, to not die in war, to, to, to make amends for, for like atrocities past, to, to die of old age, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like old men passing on their wisdom and. Which is something you don't get in the apocalypse. You don't get to die of old age. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, so that, that's something to be said about that. It's just like, like a wonderful idea. Like I like the, that's kind of like why I love fear in a way. Cause I've been thinking about this a little bit from the last episode and now today, like, you know, maybe the Commonwealth has their own way of how they want to do this. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think fear has another way. Fear is a different Absolutely. answer to that, to world building. <laughs> For some reason, TWD can't get it right. No. <laughs> I'm curious to see what the third series is going to make it do. Yeah. Like what well, they're gonna, how they're going to go about it. Which is why I like the connection to fear, like, the idea of the connection to fear. Because, like, is, is it the Commonwealth? Or is it, like, is it, like, Morgan, John, June's, you know, their idea being coming to fruition? <sighs> right but it's a fear spinoff right so that's been debatable for this whole time some are saying yes some are saying no i i don't care what anybody says fear the walking dead like that like that comment that i made so i win boom (laughs) i got confirmation all the confirmation i need (laughs) oh man anyway so with that uh thank you for hanging around um and yes walani and yes nisa thank you for hanging around i love you guys guys are Um, awesome yeah you're you're you're, i love how you were um like being meg's compatriot in silence when it came to the i can't see the comments but i appreciate it yeah when it came to the cricket so wait there was a cricket comment yeah they were like oh crickets are big and noisy and scary Uh, actually i lost sight of him so i'm kind of scared right now uh we'll we'll get out of that room as soon as possible take care my my feet can't touch the ground so i feel like he might be under my feet (laughs) no my cat i literally my feet can't touch the ground like anywhere so i feel like he might be under my feet and with that everybody (laughs) the thought of terror looming around the corner you know what happened well, I fought the cricket and the cricket won. I fought the cricket and the crick crick. Oh, you got the reference. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, everybody, good night. We'll see you next week on this t- same bat time, same bat channel. Why don't you download AMC Premiere? This is not a paid advertisement because now there'll be weeks upon weeks upon weeks of content between the fear of the walking dead uh, ending right at the point of what the walking dead. And then we're going to have a short break and then come right back to, to the walking dead. And we're going to have There's the no walking break. dead. And then you saw that we started seeing the signs for TWD three. 
Yeah. Like it's it's there's going to be so much content. Wait, you mentioned a break. There's no break. There's no break on uh, Thanksgiving between Fear and Walking Dead. No, I just told you this before the oh, show. Oh no, not Fear and Walking Dead. Between Walking Dead and Walking Dead, the mid-season break. Oh yeah, that yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, that's all I, I mean. My mistake. So you're not going to be having a break for like um, six plus eight. There's fourteen until weeks. The end of November. Yeah, basically until Thanksgiving, like American Thanksgiving. Sorry. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I think you know, it's the twenty fourth. I believe. Put a put a put a couple dimes in the jukebox and you know watch with us and then and then join us and then you'll be part of the conversation we're thinking of doing some uh show reformatting and all that stuff i'm i'm gonna run it by the the host and see if because i'm trying to make it so that we have a more um like a really big fruitful conversation where everybody's comments get answered and i'm thinking of a way of doing that without first of all having really long shows you know because we're we're paying either too much or too little to the comments etc etc uh, and getting derailed or whatever it is i kind of want to break these shows up into like more shows throughout the week so on the one hand maybe we, we could spit fire when it comes to like um breaking down episodes and then we can have a follow-up episode kind of addressing everybody's comments and stuff like that so um yeah, I'll like beca- we can answer comments we yeah. can answer questions i think i want to have that ready by the walking dead in the meantime um all of that aside and I'm, this is me just letting you giving you a bts into my thought process and ways of kind of connecting with us more on a kind of a show level like really engendering this like we are squawking dead thing but or can i make a suggestion sure if listeners and viewers i guess i could say if you guys have any suggestions feel free to let us know info at squawkingdead.com uh and then just social media or you can dm us on squawkingdead.com via either facebook or twitter or dm me on instagram whatever um either way speaking of squawkingdead.com uh wait a few minutes after this live broadcast ends and you'll be able to start um entering the new giveaway we'll be giving out at at least one shout out on cameo.com to a lucky winner but if we start reaching a thousand followers or a thousand likes or a thousand um, subscriptions on YouTube, uh, every time we hit the thousand, the, sa- the thousand mark on any of these platforms, we add another winner slot. So the potential for as many winners as possible is very high. So help you help us get us there. Uh, so in a couple minutes, I'll be uploading the the new um, SquawkingDead.com website with the giveaway entries. And may the best winner win. And help us grow. That's the whole point of the road to thousands. Help us get reach a thousand at least on one of these platforms, be it YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, whatever it is. I have a thousand in a platform I don't even know about. Start an account for us. Don't do that. That's illegal. Anyways, we'll be seeing you next week on this same bat time, same bat channel, taking over for Talking Dead. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you're afraid of crickets, too, and how, if you're deathly afraid of them. In the meantime, <laughs> thanks, Meg. Thanks for coming on and rapping with me. Oh, always. Bye, guys. We'll see you then. Bye.